Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> so Bo made a version of the intro that had me yelling yeah, out you, at the end. And, uh, you went really hard on that first take. Yeah. It was too long to use in the intro. So John and Scott are now like in the intro. They're, yeah, they're we're part of the DNA. There. Yeah. You guys want to hear it? There was this take where you're just like, <laughs> like gurgling, like blood curdling. And I was yeah. like, I can't use that, but I don't want to not use it. So. I mean, it's big. You can hear yeah. me gurgling, yeah. So, so let's listen for me and John again at the top. Let's hear this. I can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you did it too, right, Bose? We got all three of us in there. Yeah, all three of us are in there. It's just when it's a chorus, everyone loses their unique identity, kind of, <laughs> especially because we're all registering about the same frequency in our voices. That's yeah. true. But That's like, you're in one ear, I'm in the other ear. No, I put myself central with volume lowered because I went right. core. Like, I have a higher voice, and you guys both went core. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, except for the so one hopefully. where I went core. Core. Uh, Scott didn't give that one to me, I guess. Oh, I <laughs> I like, just, Scott you was me like, the there's no way this is going on there. I could have given it like to you. I would have been fine. I, 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 no, I no, no, no. I wouldn't have used it. I'm blaming you conveniently. That's all. All right. I am a good person to conveniently blame. Speaking of things I can be blamed for, my my bloodline, for example. My son Nick My son Nick last night at about 9.50 p.m. or so after visiting hours, so we couldn't go see him then, but we saw him this morning, had a baby. So the town crier, some of you old instance fans, yeah, that's right, five to eight-year-old Nick is now a father of one little girl. Her name is Ramona. She's adorable and brand new, healthy, happy, everything's good. Uh, that's a great name it's pretty good right they can i don't know yeah. where they came out i thought it was from scott pilgrim because they all love that movie growing up my kids but 
they uh, they said it was something else. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I went over there this morning, saw the baby. Everything's fine. Everything's cute. And uh, I say to Nick, I say, <laughs> I say to him, I says, um, I said, hey, what are you looking forward to the most when you guys get home? And he goes, well, it'll probably take a while. But when she's old enough to just sort of sit on my lap while I play video games, that's going to be cool. Oh. And I thought, yeah, that's right, dude. That's right. This is what matters. How soon can they be, how soon can they be on your lap watching you play a video game and then having that, you know, bleed into their lives so that they want to play video games and we start the whole cycle over. Like I did with them, like he'll do with her. And uh thus the circle of life continues. It's always fun to about experience. halfway in on that. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah. He's he he wants to be in the room with me. Yeah. He wants me to be able to play video games. He has zero interest in watching it. I better put something else on YouTube at the same time. Yep. And then eventually he will look at me and he'll go, Dad, no more games. Mm. And I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when it's time to shut it down. Sure. Says, no more games. We're, d- we're done. Turn that, it off. Yeah, that kid knows what's up. But what you, you were going to say something. What were you going to say? No, I'm just saying it's always fun to experience something new again with, you know, like discovering gaming with somebody who yeah was learning you know it's probably a very fun unique thing yeah it's very cool it's so, what i hear yeah it is cool and i'm excited for him and uh they're doing great so thank you everybody for all your nice comments and stuff uh it's been a, a hell of a day just kind of wrapping our heads around that it's now time for this the latest and greatest in video game news is upon us. And uh, we were able to find out finally what Microsoft was talking about last week with the uh, all the rumors swirling about and them saying, we're going to get on our podcast and we're going to talk about our uh, some of these rumors and our brands and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And so a lot of people have been sort of like, you know, holding their breath for this, see what this meant. And it turns out it's way less crown shattering uh, than everyone thought it was. But we're going to talk about what they said. So... Here's the com- this is the confirmed stuff. We have four games that will be releasing on other platforms. And when they say other platforms, they mean the PlayStation because they're already on PC and there is no other uh, higher-end console platform outside the PC to put these on. So it drives me crazy that all of this stuff, when they refer to other platforms, you know that they mean PlayStation and to a lesser degree, the Switch for maybe smaller games, but it still drives me nuts. Anyway, whatever. Let's we'll, the way we'll describe it is these games are coming to PlayStation. Um, they didn't provide details on which games, but The Verge is reporting that the four titles that are confirmed to be coming are not the ones I thought. Hi-Fi Rush, we knew that was coming. That's the only one, though. The rest of these were new. Uh, Pentiment, which is an amazing game. People should play it if you haven't. This is currently on, on Game Pass. An Obsidian title. Pentiment. Yep, yeah, very cool game. Uh, sea of Thieves. We all like Sea of Thieves. That's uh, not on PlayStation? Nope. That's surprising, actually. Yeah. Seems like one that maybe could have done that a while ago. Uh, yeah. And gotten that done. But anyway, see if these will be coming there. And then Grounded, another Obsidian Games. Two of these are Obsidian Games. Um, no, uh, you know, the rumors that were flying around were things like uh, Halo Infinite and uh, freaking Starfield and this sort of thing. And those are not on the list, or at least not yet. And it sounds like the only stuff they're going to put on these other quote-unquote platforms put on playstation are things that are a year or so old or more so it almost sounds like timed exclusives kind of what sony's doing with pc releases anyway so it's all kind of like much much ado about nothing in some ways Um, i can't believe that the internet got a hold of a slight rumor and might have blown it out of proportion weird right weird 
I know. I can't quite believe it either. It's a shock to me. There are a few things like they've announced that Diablo 4 will be coming to Game Pass on March 28th. Uh, and they claim, quote, uh, this is only the beginning for Activision Blizzard game on, games on the service. All right. That's fine. What does that mean, though? Probably probably Overwatch 2 is there soon enough. Probably. We can all hope that uh, Heroes gets a new life by having a broader audience and comes to Steam and other stuff. That would be cool. But they're going to start with Diablo uh, on March 28th. So that's coming right up. They also said this. Here's a quote. To ensure long-term success for both Xbox and the industry as a whole, we must continue to evolve. Today, we announced that we will expand the communities we reach. We are currently in the process of bringing four Xbox games to other platforms. Again, to PlayStation is what they should say. Although I guess Hi-Fi Rush can play on the Switch. Anyway, these are titles which have been available to Xbox players for at least a year, including hidden gems that deserve to be experienced more widely and live service games whose communities will benefit from welcoming even more players. We will share more details on these titles soon. So there you go. What do you guys think? John, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you, are you, it's just a little like, yeah, okay. Well, you did what you, you're just doing kind of what we all thought you were going to do. So what's the deal? I mean, I thought the whole presentation was incredibly boring. I, oh, thank God you said that. I I was not, I was not, I'm, I've never been more grateful for you, Scott, than summing this up because I'm the one who put it in here. I got in the show notes early and I went, I don't know. Our main topic is probably the Microsoft thing, but I wrote that three hours before the Microsoft thing started. Then I got busy working on something that's coming up later in the show, something completely stupid that took so much time today for me to do. (laughs) But that was where all my time went. And I had this on while I was doing that. And I was like, I'm just doing Photoshop work. It's not like I have to pay that much attention to the Photoshop work. I'm sure I will get the gist of what happened. And then next thing I knew, their little podcast or whatever was over. And I had no idea what was talked about at all. And I went, oh, shit, I'm going to have to listen to this twice. And then I got in the notes and saw that Scott had summed it all up. And I went... Oh, thank goodness. I don't have to listen to that thing a second time. Oh, I'm so happy because like it's just there's a point. It's a lot of corporate speak. It's a lot of obvious talk. It's like when they aren't saying something that's obvious, they're saying something that's extremely curated corporate. And when they're not doing either one of those things, they're uh, basically talking over themselves where it's a case of Phil Spencer being like, you know, there just wasn't a lot of growth in the industry this year, so uh, we had to make some cuts. That was hard. And then later I check back in with my attention span, and the lady's going, it's incredible growth. It's an opportunity for insane growth. We're experiencing so much growth. And I'm like, but but Uncle Phil just said there was no growth, and mm. they had to fire people. Now you're saying there's growth. Like, it's it's just horseshit. And yeah. I just was like, all right, well, I, you know, I gave it as much tension as it deserved at the end of the day. Yeah. A lot of this stuff is obvious stuff. A lot of this stuff is they would have been the safest predictions if you were trying to predict what's going on. It wasn't the end times. It wasn't the end of Xbox. And even if the things that people thought were happening were happening, even that wouldn't have been the end of days and honestly makes a lot of sense. So. I'm not surprised, and it was ultimately a little underwhelming. Well, the end game of that discussion I'll talk about in a second, but Bo, I want to get your reaction to you kind of same, right? So I I tried to watch the podcast today twice. (laughs) It was was so bad. It was just so bad. I I, I couldn't tell you anything that's going on over there. Like, 
Like a, it's an insult to the word podcast. It was so prepared and boring. I just couldn't do it. So yeah, it felt very um, safe. You right? know, good luck Xbox with your games. I guess. Yeah, it really isn't much. It's almost like well, they felt compelled to do something because of the rumors, but then they just did the most bare minimum, boring ass corporate, you know, shine they could do. No and, jokes, no informal thing, and I gotta say, like. It's okay, but like Phil Spencer, he looks a little like maybe he's sick a bit. Like, look haggard. Yeah, yeah, like just just publish more, do more of a press release video if you can't. Like, you know, you know, just be a little casual about it. It just was so uptight. Maybe he was up playing. uh, What's that game he's super hooked on? I heard recently he's really into something, Hmm. and he was maybe he was up all night playing that. Playing Hell Divers could have been Hell Divers. Yeah, probably. Bo's very excited guess, about actually, Helldivers. Was, We're going to talk about yeah. Helldivers today. Um, I can promise but, you that. But usually I like to joke that he's up all night, but like I was seriously concerned. That's the only thing I took away. I was like, actually, maybe Phil's got some stuff going on that he's just not making public. Like He seems kind of like... Mm. I mean, or, I don't know. Xbox, also, they got this thing. They like to sit them on uncomfortable-looking chairs. <laughs> like Every time they do an Xbox thing, they, they get the worst chairs in the world and they make them sit on it. Yeah. They're not like great. Every, every like, you know, because there's a lot of them, let's uh, set up some cameras in my house and put uh, some, the kind of podcast where people are sitting down, you know, the video ones that are kind of a trend right now. At least they got couches mm. or like big old leather seats or something like that. They give these guys, they, they look like they're getting all getting like secret enemas on these chairs, you know, like they look like alien the tools for the you know perforating the anus like it's Whoa. it's not good like they're just sitting so uncomfortably and awkward i'm like what's going on with these chairs like give them comfortable chairs please what's well, sachin adela he came in he said look we're taking we're doing cloud uh we're we don't care about phone operating systems anymore shut that whole thing down uh we're gonna improve xbox game pass services cloud oh and by the way everyone's chair is gonna suck ass while i'm here so get used what, who, to it who, who, who thought that was good presentation? Like, have they not seen? I don't know this show, podcast? the one like, we're doing now. No, I saw I saw a little bit of Taco Bell's weird E three presentation that they did this past week, uh, talking about new menu items, and it was a lot more exciting than that. So. You know what, John? I was mad. I didn't know that was a thing, and when I heard about it. That would have been something we would have loved to have covered live. Just, I know. I, I, I wait, Taco would Bell. Have loved yeah, to they have did done a full. It, Taco Bell I, has a podcast. No, they I heard just... about it through. I saw reaction videos pop up, and I went, "What is this?" And I watched the actual video, and I went, "Why are other people reacting to this? How did Scott and I miss this opportunity?" I know. So, Bo, what it was is like is like a full on Apple presentation up on a big stage, a huge screen behind them a keynote speaker they swap people in and out and they get up and talk how about long? new menu items and how long ago was this we could do it now it was way better than like this a Xbox week garbage. ago <laughs> i mean again i, I, I already the- i was only pointed at it because you know the reactosphere was already reacting to it so we're certainly yeah. behind the we times, only go but- we only do once a week but still some people maybe somebody wants to hear what john has to say about taco bell you know, yeah i would i mean i got opinions so it's, it's fine but yeah. um the taco yeah, burrito that was, supreme. That was a shocking thing. They made like a weird. Uh, they showed off a thing that looked like a gordito had sex with a. 
a wrap crunch thing or I don't know. They were co- combining more things. How long was it? They was put it like a cheese it or? in a crunch wrap. I remember that was one of the oh, big cheese things. Oh, Cheez-Its, right. It was cheese Yeah, they put a cheese it in a crunch wrap. They're like, it's a cheese it in there. Yeah. How a long, giant how long is it? it? It's like an hour, like an hour or something. Oh, it's a whole hour? I think so. Actually, I'm not. Okay, sure. I'm not totally sure. Show. It's a bit long. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I total thought it was length, like five minutes or something. I'm like, let's do it. I keep getting people saying, "You guys should get into this whole reaction stuff. That's really the hot thing." And I just, I just resist it. I the resist problem it. with the reaction stuff is you got to talk through it, and it makes you realize there's something wrong with the people who just like constantly never shut up. And like, <laughs> I know we're podcasters and we talk a lot, but yeah. like, when yeah. you're by. It's a different thing when we're by yourself. We're talking. If I say something and you laugh, like, it's fun. We're playing a game. Right. If you just, like, you know, because I do the streaming thing, it's like most of the time I'm just like, shut up. Like, I'm just better with you guys is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Like, and I- Maybe we should do it together. We react to it together. And then we just call that coverage like we would in an E3 event or anything else, you know? So when's Taco Bell coming back with another Taco Out Loud? Let's talk out loud, Taco. Or what? I don't know what they called it. They had, I think they had a name. But John, do you know? Have you been keeping track? Do we know when we get to see this again? No? Did I lose John? Did I lose Bo? Can no one hear me? Have I lost everyone? Uh, here's my react video to John and Bo not saying anything to me. Hold on. Let's find out what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. little green going, and I just assumed it was just me, so I immediately started unplugging things and plugging them back yeah, in. No, like, I was what's like going fiddling on? with every wire imaginable. Yeah, no, that was I installed Windows, reinstalled it. I sent my other computer away. and <laughs> Wow, you're fast, back. dude. You're quick. Yeah. No, yeah. that was, a, I don't know what happened. Discord had a weird fart, and now it's back. So I guess All we're right. okay for now. I don't know even what, uh-huh. what I was saying, but it was real interesting. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, I was, just about streamers and how everything goes in. Uh, like the reactosphere is about everything going in one way and no sunshine coming in the year. No sunshine. There you go. There ain't no yeah. sunshine when she's gone is what I always say. Um, here's what Spencer said. He reaffirmed that Xbox would continue to make hardware going forward. All right. Not saying what hardware, but he said they would. Seeking to alleviate concerns that Microsoft plans to get out of the console business altogether. Bond, uh, the new lady over there, uh, she said, meanwhile, reiterated Microsoft's desire to make every screen an Xbox. What do we think of that quote? Every screen. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what they've been saying for years. Right? Haven't they always yeah. said this? We want you to take yeah. your old shitty notebook and turn it into a streaming Xbox Game Pass device. So it's a, it's what they probably have to say, but it is a weird thing to say, right? Like, a little bit. Like, yeah. Our goal is to become a monopoly. You will you will never watch anything that isn't on Xbox. It's like, <laughs> well, chill out, dude. Like, we just want you to be successful, not dominant. Yeah. <laughs> when did this become world domination? Like, well, that's we- you're weird. Yeah, weird and just saying say. every screen on Xbox. I know what they mean, but. Like, just because you said that, I now don't want my screens to be Xbox. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be... Co- we're America, right? Like, North America, like, we're contrarian. No, you're, we, you're threw, Canada. we threw the tea in the water for a reason, or we watched others throw tea in the water for a reason. I like that John just removed Canada from North America. I like that. There's nothing wrong with that. Because that's well, how we, we, we do. Did, you did the rebelling. I can't take credit as a Canadian for that stuff. That no, be, but you guys yeah. did blow up our White House. And we had to rebuild it. But we it. watched you do it. <laughs> yeah, you went. You went re- yeah. Good thing we're not them, but we're close. When you guys went ham on our on the White House and burned it down, <laughs> I know you weren't there. Okay, I know you weren't there for that. But that's a pretty ballsy move to 
to do. And I know we were a newish country and maybe you could get away with more, but for Canada to come down and burn the White House down. That's insane. That seems like good old-fashioned hazing to me. Does it? We have a lot of like... <laughs> hey, guys, let's go down there and burn their capital down. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think we still do. <laughs> let's see what less. they do with that. Yeah. It's less, but we got a lot of, you know, monarchy simps in the Commonwealth, you yeah. know. Monarchy simps. That's amazing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, we're, we're, we're our own country. Like, they got F all to do with us, like love you're great people but piss off like you know but there are people who think it's really important yeah (laughs) and it's in the constitution that like the governor general is a representative of the monarchy in canada and i'm like can we get rid of it it's been like 150 years piss off england like go run your own country we don't need you yeah you guys don't need them get some i don't know if that's treasonous or this thing to say or not i'm but like whatever like well how hardcore are they about those rules like can they come I throw your... my tea into the water sir <laughs> i'm gonna go get my there will be dungeons tea and hear the door break down at bo's house a black bag goes over his head and no. pulls him off the screen we oh, have a kill of the man. monarchy can you imagine oh my gosh can you imagine if that happened while we were on the air somebody even if it was like a swatting or something but like one of you somebody don't just came in with a hood no no i really don't i don't want to be don't swatted. Put it on imagine if minds. you guys are swatted it'd be awesome not yeah but guys. not me yeah i don't want it to happen to me <laughs> but if it was you it's fine you know it'd no, be that's cool if the canadian secret police came by and just gave they wouldn't nothing bad had happened they just give me a talking to yeah they, they really have you guns. Could the canadian to, version of secret police is yeah you know a, what they're called a megaphone Hey, can CSIS. you come out here for a second? We got to talk to you. They're called they're called CSIS. CSIS. Is that really what they're called? Yeah, what's this? our our, our um, not FBI CIA is CSIS. CSIS. Are they like Mounties? Yeah, CSIS like and assist. Are they, are they like uh, <laughs> who is the Mountie cartoon that we all? I grew up uh, RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. That uh, still is a thing. That's too, a thing. But they're okay. they're more like the FBI kind of. Really? But they're still in the big red suits and the horses and the whatnot? No, only on show occasions. Okay. They're just... <laughs> Can you imagine a Mounties. Version Mounties. Of the, a Mounties version of the X-Files? Yeah, dude. It's exactly like the X-Files, but they all have Canadian accents and they're on horses when they talk about aliens. Yeah, it would be like... I want to believe, eh? That'd be the whole thing. Yeah, we have, we have, we have shows like that. They're not as good as you... <laughs> Sounds there good has when to you be pitch a logical it. explanation for this. You know? You know? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good when you pitch it, but in reality, we yeah, have a few it's of not gonna, shows. It's there. probably not going to happen. Well, anyway, good luck with that on Microsoft. And also, uh, everyone remember that next time you want to feel like you got to freak out about something, it's probably very boring. All right? It's not a big deal. I think that's their way of trying to control the message. They're like, now you all will settle down or we will do another podcast. Yeah. We're sorry, we won't blow things out of proportion ever again. Please don't do that again. Please, please don't. Um, I just wish that, I just wish there was a little less more informal and fun, you know? I don't know. Yeah, well, no. I mean, that's the bad. the medium allows for that more than any other, right? That's part of the, the charm of it. And I think you're right. Why not? relax a little bit they did that really well for years with um uh major nelson he, he's retired now but he did mm-hmm. that xbox stuff for a long time and it was super loose and fast and, and and relaxed and all that and i don't i don't like when they get all uptight i don't think anybody in gaming should be will that continue uptight. until morale improves see there you go <laughs> oh my dog barked right when you said that i could hear her through the wall well anyway there you go let's talk about what we played instead that's more fun um, games we played this week. I, I'm going to make this short, but I've been on a bit of a tear.
because of this unreal hey Hey. back it up (laughs) oh i forgot i forgot shared play this week we we played something very cool i don't want to skip this actually i don't know why i scrolled past it uh we played deep rock galactic survivor john and i did but i don't think you had a chance yet but uh no i didn't i'm sorry you were diving in hell is what you were doing um yeah Something but, else. Something else got my my dwarf going. But we got our uh, our dwarf going. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not the best way to word that. Pro- you know. Probably not. Um, but anyway, this is their kind of take on the survivors like thing, vampire survivors like game. Uh, single stick, roll around, auto shoot. Uh, mobs keep coming. This has the added um, uh, some added features like you're mining and cutting through rock and stone. And finding gold and and mining for that stuff while you're also fighting things and uh, trying to go deeper and deeper. And uh, I have to say, I think this game is rad. I like it a lot. I think it's the most fun I've had in one of these for quite a while. And I don't, and I really like that other one, John, whose name I'm forgetting, the one that you and I like. Um, What's that called? Die Another Day. Die if you can. Death Must Die. Death Must Die. Yeah. Death Must Die. Excellent kill, game. Nothing wrong kill, with it. Death, die. Death kill, must de- die. Death must right. die. But I think this is real close to being the best of these I've played. And I think a big part of it is I love the setting and the game world it's already set in. That goes a long way because immediately you hear all those voices. You got the guy going, hurry up, guys. We got to get out of here before the thing happens. There's a swarm coming. You know, that guy, he's always he's in there. Um, so far, I've only got the scout. So I haven't unlocked the other classes yet. But the scout sounds like the scout, so it sounds like Bo running around making noise when we were playing together. And um, I don't know what the other abilities are. I'm kind of excited to to see those. A uh, few hours in, though, I'm having a really good time with it, and I think the mining aspect of it really adds some some layers to it that I wasn't expecting. Uh, John, you played the demo when the demo happened. How yeah. do you feel about the full, albeit early access release, but full game so far? Uh, so... I I felt a little rough about it to start, honestly. Hmm. Um, I I not that I didn't like it because I do I do like this style of game. Um, and this definitely is going back to the vampire survivors era. Like this is an extraordinarily passive um, version of these games. You know, we we've talked about you know ones that add dodges and more active elements while you're playing the game. This one is very much a passive, like all you're doing is moving your dwarf. They automatically attack, do whatever they're doing. Um, but it's by and large, you know, you're you're really just controlling where your dwarf moves and everything else is automated. And in the past, I've said I really like that. But I feel like games like Death Must Die have gotten me to appreciate a potential slightly more active role in it. And so it actually took me a little bit to take that step back. And I think it was last week when we mentioned this game coming out, I said I did have a little bit of fear that this was going to feel like it came a little too late. Um, Like, you know, we've we've seen it all at this point and it wouldn't have much new to say because it just felt like it was hitting a little later than I would have hoped mm. uh, for this type of game. And from my initial experience with it, like right out of the gate, my first hour or so, that's probably how I felt about it. 
Um, I, I think I got in and went, oh, yeah, this feels this feels a little old. This feels a little late to the game on this. Mm. Like if this came out closer to Vampire Survivors, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, it's really, really cool in a world where we've seen the genre evolve a little bit more. I don't know that it's that great. But then I started unlocking things, mm. started the progression a little bit more. And I think one of the main things is, is I don't think the initial loadout and scout character is very good at showing what this game could potentially be. Um, I unlocked the gunner, which was a different experience because this game is a lot of running away, especially because you're mining. And the gunner was kind of cool because you're certainly more powerful. You've got a lot more shooting that you can do. You can mow down your enemies a lot easier, but you have to actually aim your character at the enemies to do it. So all of a sudden you find yourself in a situation where, okay, I got to face the enemies more. I can't just run away and expect to auto gun mm. or I have to walk towards them slowly, things like that. And it really changed the way you play. And then I think I found maybe the secret MVP to this game which is I unlocked the engineer who drops turrets and that's kind of the mechanic behind that. It's a much longer reload on your weapon, but you're dropping turrets. And I know this isn't the type of game you like, Scott, but what that did in conjunction with the mining is it created this very weird, like active tower defense type feel where it's like, well, if I dig a series of tunnels and I'm dropping turrets in these tunnels of rock, they're going to funnel in and I'll have these turrets that'll just mow them down as they, you know, pop out and things like that. And all of a sudden the mining went from just kind of something you do in the game as like a, a unique quality to actually a strategic element with that character. And it was a lot more fun. It was a much better experience. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm. Um, so I think, you know, the classes might alter uh, it certainly alters the gameplay more than i expected it would um but i think it might even alter your experience and feelings towards the game in general because i think playing as an engineer was a thousand times better of a game experience than playing as a scout mm. um and i really liked that experience that weapon loadout and the things i was doing there because it really kind of it changed the game and it changed the formula a little bit I still haven't unlocked the class that I play. I don't ride the driller or whatever. Um, I'd be very curious to w see what that is because that's the class I play in the game. Um, I'm but, guessing it's going to let you tear through rocks and, and mine very fast and things like that, right? I yeah, would I would I would think so. Uh, I would assume that would be its strength. And, you know, they use a flamethrower, so maybe there's a lot of, a lot of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, this is, uh, you know, I don't like every one of these I play. In fact, there's there's probably much more of these games I don't like than do. Um, and I really like this one. So uh, I, I still think it's a very good game. It feels a little, you know, it feels like a step back towards Vampire Survivors as far as, you know, like what you're doing. This feels very idle. This certainly feels like a put it up on a, you know, put something on the second screen and, you know, maybe you can split your time a little more on what you're watching than on this and have a good time unlocking stuff and all of that. But uh, yeah, it looks great. It sounds great. It's got all the audio of Deep Rock Galactic. I think it's really good that the, the classes feel great. Um, and... The mining aspect is a is a neat twist. Um, I wish they did a little more with it, I think. 
Um, it, it's probably the most I've played one of these and gone, man, I wish this had the, the dual stick shooter quality where I could aim while playing. Um, it just doesn't have that. Weapons it's so funny to hear you say that. Cause you were so opposed to that. Not too many months ago where you were just like, yeah, I don't I want know. one I of these, know. but now you're like, well, death no, must die really it. turned me around. Death, death must die. So I think, you know, we, we had talked about this. Like I certainly compartmentalized these into very passive games. And Death Must Die came along and was like, well, what if we created a game that was much more active? You're going to spend a lot more time paying attention to it, but it's just really fun and satisfying. Mm. And that kind of then got me over on that side of the fence. And now this is a step back to that. And I'm going, oh, I feel like we've evolved. I feel like I'm on the next level with my Pokemon and you're trying to get me back to the generation before. But it is very, very good and it looks great. Um, that's the other thing. It, it has a really clean look, very satisfying the way you collect experience and the way you mine and getting the items and all of that. So, yeah. um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a really good one of these. Uh, I do think it, it's pretty expensive compared to most of these, right? Well, it's like, not to say it's an expensive game, but yeah. it is more pricey, I think, than what most of these typically are. Yeah. The, so the launch has a sale. It's normally 10 bucks. And I think the sale is somewhere around six something um, U.S. So yeah, even that's expensive. The sale price is expensive for one of these. Uh, yeah. Most of them are maybe max out at four bucks, maybe five for some of them. Um, the Vampire Survivors for the longest time was like two ninety nine. Like it was, <laughs> yeah, it was cheap. And I mean, I don't ever want to say like you know because I I always say that price and value proposition is uh, is an individual thing you know there'll be people that scoff at the notion of ten dollars even being considered expensive and there are going to be those that are like no that price is it out of out of where i can play mm -hmm. um but i just think it is worth noting it's a little more pricey than what these typically are and it's worth knowing what you're getting for that like it's it's a very well rendered you know lots of good audio plays very well um one of these yeah good lighting the world's well represented. I haven't seen other biomes yet, but I know they're in there because um, the game's you know famous for varying biomes and how they behave. I even like that you have to pick up those flowers to get XP. Sometimes yeah. secondary yeah, you objectives. Can, you get some secondary stuff. You got to get your alpaca blooms and stuff like. That. Yeah, it's stuff we're used to in the game, and I just like that world enough that I kind of am here for them to do more. Like I know they have that single player roguelike coming out soon called what is it? Deep Rock Rogue something. Uh, can't find it now. Anyway, it's a it's on Steam to be uh, wishlisted, but I'm I'm all about I'm all I love it when a dev finds like a groove and then just keeps, you know, pumping out stuff within that groove, and this feels like a nice little labor of love. It doesn't feel cheap or thrown together to me. It feels like they're making something they want to make, and I agree with you with the. It feels a little bit of a step back control wise, um, back to the sort of single stick and you know casual mode sort of method of these of these games um but even then it just feels like a really lovingly crafted little version of these and it is an early access which means new stuff could come and uh we'll we'll have to see how it goes but i think it's uh it's a pretty rad one of these i'll be trying it on steam deck tonight to see if it works i'm told it does but i have not i don't think it's verified so i'll let people know that's deep rock galactic survivor and you'll hear it a third time when grandma comes on later today <laughs> yeah, hi grandma hi grandma all right now i'll talk about the tear i've been on 
Um, You've been on a tear. We have a community server running Unreal Tournament 99, kind of 24-7. There's bots on there when no one's on, but lately when we've had uh, planned times to be on there, we we fill that thing up, 24 slots, and frag ourselves to death, and it's fantastic. Um, and it's made me have kind of just an itch in general for arena shooters, and I've done stuff all week, just weird stuff. I re-downloaded Quake Live to see how that's going. I looked at Quake uh, Champions, which is neat on the surface, but this that game's got nobody in there. I, just, nobody's playing it. It's kind of yeah. sad. Um, and I reinstalled Unreal Tournament 2004 and Unreal 3, which came out in 07. And I've uh, been reading all this stuff and was reminded that in 2022, I don't know if you guys knew this, but in 2022, very briefly... Um, Epic pulled all the Unreal games from Steam, but not in a malicious way. They pulled it and then left information about how they were working on something called Unreal 3X. And it was going to be a free-to-play, non-microtransaction-loaded version of that game that would use their services, so their their servers and stuff over on Epic, but they would have it on, they would reintroduce it on Steam. It'd be on the Epic Store, and it would be on consoles again. It would just be this free-to-play, classic Unreal experience that also looks good because three is really pretty even now. Um, and then they unceremoniously uh, stopped working on it and said nothing, and now it's just disappeared. And nobody talks about it. So I'm still mad about that. I'm still sore about it. I want these kind of shooters to live again, and I want them to live without battle passes and without stores with egregious microtransactions and the free-to-play model. I don't want all that shit. I want public servers. I want to be able to run my own server. I want to be able to have some old-ass fun uh, because I've got a taste for it again. Anyway, long story short, I played a ton of Unreal Tournament 99 against people in the community. I am currently ranked fifth on our server I'm Damn. going to try to get higher if I can. We got oh, some. I didn't know there were rankings. Maybe oh yeah, I should get on there. We're doing the whole thing, man. Rankings. I'm sure, and... Scott's ranked at six. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Is there yeah. a website for that? Yes, it's uh <laughs> uh yeah. Sorry, where is it? It's retrogib.com. Uh, it's Dunaway's domain. Retrogib.com, and it has a link to the server, how to play it with us, all that stuff's there, as well as server stats, and the server stats will tell you the. The rankings and everything right now um there's some people though in our community that are just destroying everyone me included like just there's a huge gap between the guy in first and those the plebes like me who are fourth and fifth um they're amazing so uh anyway the long hard uh climb upward in unreal tournament 99 continues um, and then I also played a bunch of Unreal Tournament 2004, and Dunaway's also get, uh, setting up a server for that. So we're going to have that as an option. Uh, for a lot of people, that's where the series peaked. Um, gameplay and kind of innovation and sort of epic excitement-wise, it was definitely a high mark for them. And I really like 04 a lot. Uh, so I played a whole bunch of that against bots, just screwing around in there. Played with the editor a little bit, kind of made a shitty level, just screwing around. And then I played a bunch of Unreal 3 against bots because none of the servers are public anymore because Epic pulled them all. So if you own this stuff on Steam already, you can still play them, but it's all instant action and bot stuff. Uh, or in the case of our server for 99, that's all It seems hacked. crazy they wouldn't run a server, too. Like, considering how much revenue they have, they can afford to have, like, a museum team or something like that. It's right, crazy. exactly. Yeah. And that's what this... I think that's what the Unreal 3X plan was. That's what that project was. I don't know why it stopped. No one's... 
There's no other info about what happened. It just went away. This The listing for three on Steam still says, don't worry, we'll be back. Like they they left hints about they were coming back and it was all talked about and then poof, nothing. Zip. I went to see if I had it in my Steam library, any of the Unreal games, and apparently I do because it looks like I got Unreal Gold, Tournament Game of the Year 2004, uh, 3, and 2, The Awakening. And I selected Tournament Game of the Year Edition and I just scrolled down a little bit in community content. And there's just some Steam user that has chosen to highlight uh, they have some stained glass uh, portraits of naked women in Unreal Tournament. <laughs> Someone just took a screenshot of that and has it proudly posted on Steam for everybody to see. Wow. In fact, there's actually two of them. There's two people that are like, yeah, this is what I this is what I want to post for my community pictures. Yeah, let her rip, man. Why not, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's there are faithfuls i'm one of them i love these i love this series and i cannot believe the company who has made billions of dollars off of a very successful franchise with unreal and then calling the engine that unreal started calling it the unreal engine and anytime anybody says the word unreal 5 we all stop what we're doing to see what the hell's going on because we're so excited about what's coming up with Unreal. What will it look like this time? How many games are using it? Blah, blah, blah. And they don't have one Unreal game available to buy anywhere on any platform, including their own. It makes no sense to me. Just no sense. So I'm sure there are people there that would like to do this. I don't know what holds them back. Does Tencent get involved and say F off? I don't know. Every time they try, they get told they have to make another Fortnite skin. (laughs) Well, it does. I mean, the the new Unreal project, which they were working on right before that took off, that is what happened. That whole team got moved to Fortnite because the Battle Royale took over, and that was the end of that. And that website's still up and saying it's in alpha and they're working on it, but they're not. So it just feels like I want to go to Tim Sweeney and just go, dude, what are you doing? This is your baby. This was what started it all. We are nowhere without this. Please just give us... Just give people, you know what, no, you don't have to do anything special. Just make it so their games can connect to servers and play each other, and that's it. Yeah, just put it back out, and if they need a business plan for it, because I understand, like, okay, well, we got to sell them on the business, make a big deal out of it, and then put these skins in Fortnite yeah. and sell them. Yeah. <laughs> I sell feel like them you're, to me. You're I'll buy it. them. I'll buy your stupid Unreal Tournament skins in Fortnite. Yeah. No, or say, hey, if you install Unreal, uh, if you if you install the original Unreal Tournament Game of the Year edition, you get you get this skin in Fortnite from the game. Like, all right, cool, yeah, do it. Hell yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. You already we have a solution to the problem, and I know it's not going to take much. You could have one dude make this happen there. Like the the code's done. Just use this engine. The three is great. It's beautiful. Make you use three. I don't care. You don't have to make a brand new one if you don't want to. But just give me a place to go to play with my friends. I forgot how cool the Warzone modes are, Assault and um, Onslaught and these kind of big, huge, crazy team open world stuff they made for both 2004 and 3. You know, what they did in 3 just was refinements on that stuff. The 4 stuff's just as good. But these big team modes are crazy. The the football-like game where you had to throw that ball around and try to attack their base with it. Super fun. Um... Ah, it just pissed me off. 
<laughs> just made me mad yeah. this week. So just anyway, add this yeah. shit to Fortnite. You've created in Fortnite a self promotion machine. You actually, as as the makers of Fortnite, you kind of get to decide what people get excited about. They could literally do a season and call it the season of the Unreal, and put in a bunch of Unreal models. Put in the Redeemer as a weapon in Fortnite temporarily. They love their big super weapons that only exist for like a couple months. Yep. Put in the Instagib cannon. Mm-hmm. Like, like, just do it. Yeah. And like, people will get excited about it. And people will go, oh, where's this from? Oh, it's from this old game Unreal Tournament. And then people will be excited about they it. They would be excited, excited about, about it. About and it. you know what? I just realized maybe you actually have the answer to what they're doing and they're just not telling us. And this is what I'm hopeful for. They now have Fortnite as basically a storefront for other games, right? Because they got the Lego thing and it's all in the you know game, but you're you're pl- either playing Fortnite or you're playing the Lego thing, you're playing the rhythm game. They're already kind of starting to do that. Maybe that's the plan. Yeah. Maybe Fortnite Maybe. is a portal to Unreal style uh, or straight up Unreal arena play. And if it is, great. But talk about it and get going and quit dicking around. Okay. <laughs> Scott's not getting any younger. He no. wants to play some new Unreal. That's right. Damn it. That's exactly right. So anyway, I'm having a blast with it all, and I love it all. And even even just playing against like skilled bots in uh, in three is still fun. It's just fun as shit. It's just a great game, and I miss. I just miss this this these objective based Twitch shooters. I really do, and I want them. I want more. And and they're also you know what even be better. I'd be fine if somebody came along and said. I don't know, the Larians of the world, somebody smart who who's has so much passion for a certain genre would come out and just say, we've made an arena shooter and it's because we loved Quake and we loved Unreal and no one's making those. So now we are. And here's how we're innovating. And here's what we did different. And it's 29 bucks and go play right now. And I'd do it. But nobody's doing that. Like the, both those Doom games, those are amazing games. 2016 and uh, Doom Eternal, fantastic games. Guess what? Their multiplayer modes interest me not at all. Because they're not this. I want capture the flag. I want deathmatch. I want team deathmatch. You know, I want ca- I want capture and hold. I want um, you know, insta give facing world shit. I want I want what I want. Yes, Halo Infinite's doing that though, right? Yeah, they have some of that, but <laughs> not the same. Yeah, and they don't. You don't really get to control it because I mean, the forge you kind of do. You know, like you can do stuff with your friends or whatever that's very specific, but. Going back to running this server, this UT99 server has been this reminder of, oh, right, we used to be able to command line anything we wanted to do. You guys want to vote for the next map? Great. Now we're on a rotation that you voted for. Uh, do y'all want to try a mutator? Yeah, still, you know? It's still taking a lot of control out of the player's hands. They try to sell it to you like you got a lot of control. But yeah, like, oh, and you really don't. Way more. Yeah, yeah, you really don't. And in a game like especially, it's especially egregious in Quake Champions because... While there's a lot about that game, I think has it right. Quake Champions is is not Quake. It's 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 a play. It's a free to play game as a service. That I mean, they're they're trying to replicate the MOBA model and shooters. That's that's been a you know because we talk a lot about Warcraft being successful, but League is was it was or maybe even still is a money hose. You yeah. know, so yeah. Those kinds of well, principles applied to the arena shooter aren't really that great, but they've been shoehorning it in like overwatch is a great example of that yeah there's their double chance 
double chance unreal in there <laughs> and quake and finally have unreal v quake in a single game oh like, shit both in Fortnite. oh yeah like marvel versus snk or whatever like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah oh i like that dude unreal versus quake that's a get that game. eyeball guy running around against the the green power oh, half of it half, dude. half the games in the unreal engine halves in the it tech engine <laughs> yeah do it like you gotta, they just, be they crazy you're just running both engines while you play the people, game for no reason. People love cinematic universes. Now. <laughs> yeah, the, un- <laughs> the Unreal Cinematic Universe. I love it. I'd be all in on that. Like whatever. I just know they have the chops. They have certainly the engine. They have the experience and they have the name. Like why are you not doing this? I don't. You know, it may not be Fortnite money, but Unreal 2004, which was only the a PC game, you. that made a lot of money. Charge. Their financiers are in charge and they're boring and they don't know. Uh... They don't know what's up and down. It's, I mean, those ten that seems to be a recurring theme, I, I, like across all these big companies that we love, have fun, nostalgia for. They have no idea. Yeah, and I swear, when I think of Tencent, I think of these like Yakuza-like guys sitting around an office, right? I'm not. It's not just because they're Asian. I don't mean just that, but just you mean like the, this, the Leo Bung or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, what's the Chinese underground thing? Whatever. Well, it is. Leo Bung is like from Yakuza, like a dragon. I don't know if that's the name of the mafia everywhere, but. It's the only only name I know for Chinese mafia. Well, Chinese Liu Meng. When they're, I see them just sitting around going, uh, "What? I don't care about Unreal Tournament. Like, <laughs> what I care about is uh, skins, more skins." Like, I don't know what they're saying, but whatever well, it is, they're saying not, stocks are not stock prices are not going to go up by themselves. We got to do something. That's we got to do things. That is a fair point. Anyway, played a lot of that. I also played a ton more Dark Tide. Uh, this is Bo's fault. I think that game is so much better than it was at launch, and I'm Hell really yeah. enjoying You're it. Still in there. playing your uh, sharpshooter, or I am. Although I was tempted to make a big old do- Titan dude. Um, or not- Ogren are pretty fun. Ogren, what? But what's the class? Titan, right? It's Ogren. They're called Ogrens. Oh, what's the class They're though? Just- or is it the same? That's what the- <laughs> that's the class. It's Ogren. It is they Ogren. A- oh. They don't have a thing. Yeah, they're just their own. Okay. It's like uh, first edition D&D where the dwarf is all a race and a class. <laughs> You're dwarf. Oh, gotcha. All right. Yeah, I was I was tempted and I didn't do it, but I played a bunch of randos with some people I didn't know, and that's actually an okay experience. There's the game lets you communicate kind of everything you need to without being on voice and um as long as people aren't really stupid, it it goes fine. People uh, who play that game cuz it's a smaller population all tend to know what they're doing. Yeah. I I've, there's very little griefing or Yeah. It's like stupidity. Usually it's me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Although I, I felt like kind of a weirdo because I got in just to do, I'm like, oh, I'll just do level. What's the first level called? Um, it's the it's the easiest level. I don't know the name. I don't even know. I play it so little, like Sedition maybe. Sedition something like maybe, something like that. Anyway, whatever it is, I, I do that, and it puts me in a plane with these four other guys or three other guys, and they're all in their skivvies like they're brand new characters. And yeah, I'm all, No one plays decked out helmets and i got all my cool bling and everything and i just look like such a hoser you got well you got to play on malice difficulty malice is like three of five that's like the baseline where it's like it's easy enough to be casual but you'll have challenging moments and stuff too so well anyway i recommend three great time in there got a bunch of levels unlocked a bunch of shit still uh i think i'm gonna keep at that although it sounds I don't know. It sounds like this itch is going to get scratched by Helldivers if I can finally grab it. So. <laughs> yeah, it well, might, might be short lived. We're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah. We have to it, see later. Yeah, it lives in the same house. That's for sure. Yep. I wish it all lived in the 40k universe. Kind of does in a 
aesthetic way, but um, they don't have the hell license. Si- hell, hell Divers, I'm going to give everyone a sneak preview. It's pretty much the scrapped StarCraft four-person shooter. Whoa, really? Well, let's, let's wait and find out. I'll tell you more when it's my turn. Are there Ultralisks <laughs> and uh, Zerglings? And you can't like ask that? questions. It's not his turn yet. You're All not right. allowed to ask. All right, fine. I also can't, played... He legally can't answer you right now, oh. Scott. The rules of the show say. All right. His lawyer is advising him to keep quiet until he gets there. Well, that's fine, because <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys about a cool, amazing little Metroidvania I picked up uh, that is not technically out yet, but you can buy it soon. It hits on March 1st. I got early access to it from the devs. It is called the Mobius Machine, and it is this really... Here, I'll, I'll put up some videos. You guys can see it the main character run around going it's morbin time it never time. once says it's morbin time thank goodness this never happens <laughs> no it's not in there not even a single time not even a little um you're this little guy in a space suit there's a little story being told too it's mostly being told by text and robots and stuff like that i don't want to give that stuff away it's worth seeing on your own if you're going to grab it um but you start out with you know basic shooting ability and eventually and pretty quickly you'll find things like a double jump or you know the things you do in metroidvania is to improve your character ways of generating health and then bettering your ammo or being able to blow up obstacles you couldn't before because you've gone far enough and now you can backtrack and it's got a map that's very you know it's a metroidvania in every sense um what really sets it apart for me is tone and the look of the thing uh it's love the look yeah looking at really um i don't even know how to describe it just chunky um Lots of particle effects. It's, yeah, it's like you're watching action figures play. Like that's got good. A, yeah, got a very real tactile feel, but not not realistic in the sense of it looks like real world. It looks like, you know, it looks like little toys playing yeah. out. Yeah, like toys shooting. That's a good way of putting it. And the enemies are like that too. They're all crazy animated. Lots of variety. Um, there's like a tutorial zone that just tells you how stuff will behave when you shoot at it. So you learn what materials are breakthroughable, which ones will disappear if you stand on them, uh, how to use your weapons to do certain things. You upgrade your weapon over time, obviously. Um, there is, uh, just a very consistent art style throughout. It's just very beautifully rendered. Speaking of Unreal 5, I think this is in that engine. Uh, it's very pretty and, um, it's awesome so far. Um, I was told I have an NDA assigned that I cannot talk too much about the story, so I'm avoiding talking about that at all. But I do think there's some strength to the story. I'll say that about it. And if you like Metroidvanias and unlocking shit and doing it in really nice graphical style, I think this is going to be a big hit. Uh, Watch for it on March 1st. And it's called the Mobius Machine. Mm. It's very cool. They they let you have a little tease of it. they They did. They gave me a little bit of a tease, and they said... Uh, in the paperwork, they said, just don't tell anyone about how the story ends. I'm like, well, I play arcade games like, or I play video games like an arcade. I don't finish them before I talk about them. So yeah, I was going to say, they know you're not going to finish <laughs> yeah. this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the irony Please is Please don't I, talk about how the game ends. Won't be a problem. Yeah, will not be a problem. <laughs> I, I promise you I won't. Know. Not by the first anyway. I may, you know, this may be one of those I finish because I like it that much, but um, it's it's really cool. And um, it's missing cloud saves for the version I have. That's not going to be the case when it launches. So it's the only thing I would say about my time with the Steam Deck. I had to start a new save to play it there, but I'm happy to report this thing looks so good on there. Maybe it was the OLED screen. I don't know, but man, it looked good on there. 
Anyway, it's very cool. If you like Metrovinias, watch for this one. It should be on your radar. The Mobius machine coming out on the first. And then I play a little game that I've been trying to get a hold of for a long time, but it was never on the right sale. And I was always just like, oh, do I really have time to play this right now? It was just never fit. And finally, I grabbed a game called Black Skylands. And this is a small, relatively indie title that is, um, you're basically sky pirates. Uh, you're, you're pirates in the sky and you fly a little ship around and you do pirate things and there's a, you, you come from a whole, a whole culture of people who live in the sky. There is no, there is no ground to these people. And, and, uh, your ship is always off floating around trying to either have ship to ship combat or land on a big hunk of land, uh, where, you know, the land's floating. It's like floating islands. And, uh, you get on these floating islands and you do missions and, progress story and unlock stuff and find loot and all this sort of thing. The combat in the game feels a lot like, um, Oh, what would I compare this to? Almost hotline Miami, but without the threat of dying every two seconds, but (laughs) but it's kind of top down quick, you know, pixelated shooting and a lot, a lot of blood and explosions and stuff. Um, it's, uh, it's cool. It's a really cool game. I don't know how else to describe it. Uh, other than it's got that loop I like of go to that island, get that stuff we need, bring it back here. Oh, that now the warlord's mad, so we're gonna have to go fight him on his terms. And there's a little boss fight you got to worry about, and you got a grappling hook and that helps you get around uh, places that look like they're impossible to get to. Um, the ship to ship stuff's really fun. You got to keep track of your your uh, the condition of your boat, kind of kind of pirate ship like. Uh, so you got to do repairs when they need them, that sort of thing. You need to um, make sure it's fueled up, that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's been out for a bit, but I really, I really like it. And uh, glad I was finally able to grab it. I think it was on sale for like nine bucks. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. Let's get it. So I did. Uh, more on that later. I just really like it. Uh, that's it. Black Skylands is the game. John, let's talk about where you are with. Oh, wait, a question oh, for yeah, you. Go ahead. So. This is a big week. Uh, Skull and Crossbones, Skull and Bones came out. You didn't give it a try. I haven't tried uh, it's it yet. Out it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. So oh, it's not out yet. It's tomorrow. Yeah, I didn't do the did beta. A, they did a preview. They did a preview oh. thing, and I think there's an early access going right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, that you know what? That might have been a news story I wanted to talk about was Ubisoft calling it the first quadruple A game. Oh, that was from that was last week, but yeah, they did say that. Yeah, That's it was annoying. Last week. It was a stupid ass it's thing. A really to say. stupid thing to <laughs> say. It doesn't even mean it. it does, quadruple A doesn't mean anything. It's not like there, it's like quality tier per A. It's like I think it's taken from beef, and it's just like it's a quality grading having yeah. to do with how much marbling is on the beef. Yeah. It's like annoying. If it's triple A, it's low marbling. If it's just A, then there's a lot of fat marbling on there. That's it. That's all it is. I don't know. I don't even know how it got applied to game development, but it's not like you know, a one A is like a unit of quality. So that is what it means now because Ubisoft has invented quadruple A gaming. They invented it. Yeah. So get used to it, I guess. Um, we live in the era now where you can have a. Well, I I don't like quadruple A games. I like quintuple A games. Oh shit! When are we getting one of those? You're gonna have to wait. Sorry, sorry about that. Wait for video games. Um, Yeah, I was hunting. It's funny, John. You say that because I was hunting around for reviews today because I thought maybe Skull and Bones would have some early reviews by now since it's coming out tomorrow. 
and there really isn't much. There's beta impressions, and they kind of all are over the place. People are like, ah, it's great. It reminds me of Black Flag. I'm so stoked for this, too. This is just like Black Flag. Let's have some innovation. There's just like a lot of differing opinions on if it's truly fun or not. Um, I still have high hopes for it, but I really need to just sort of get some consensus from trusted voices before I jump in on this one. And if I do... It's not... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I'll probably get the PlayStation version because I don't want to do Epic on this one. For I, I don't like how Ubisoft games work through the Epic Store. They're annoying, so I'm not doing that. And it's not on Steam, so... Yeah, I keep looking it up on Steam, and I'm like, it's not here. And I'm like, okay, pass. Like, Ubi's, Ubi's got their... Epic. Yeah, Ubi's got their... De- they got some deal with Epic, and they just don't... I guess I could open up Ubi, though. I have Ubi installed. I don't mind their launcher, per se. Their launcher's so, okay. The first thing you see when you log in, starting at eighty nine ninety nine. Jeez. Whoa. Stolen Bones. Hold Man, on, starting at? is like half that. Did you, say, st- did you say starting at 89? Is that really the base? Yeah, that's what I said. No, there is a there is a base version that is $60. Okay. But the uh, the version that is advertised front and center is the $90 Platinum Edition. Well, they can eat a rock. I'm not doing that. Freaking F that. Especially if I don't know what the game's like yet. So I don't know. I still have high hopes for it. I want it to be good. I want to believe. that That's my X-Files this week is that. I want to believe that that game is good and good enough for me to want to play it and pay money for it. But I got to wait until tomorrow. So we will see what people say about it. John, tell us about your time in Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Yeah, I uh, I finished two games this week. Whoa. Um, I completed the story, at least, of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Um, I am not like Bo. I have a very hard time when I get into the narrative saying, okay, but before I do that, let me go to an island and start building up (laughs) a resort town. Um, It's very, very difficult for me to step away. That said, I did do a lot of side activities in the game. I felt very good about what content I did do. Um, but I did complete the main story of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth at a fantastic time. I will say I don't think the story is quite as good as the original Yakuza Like a Dragon, but I still thought it was very, uh, very strong yeah. and uh, had a lot of fun with it. Um, yeah, beyond that, I would just have to get into spoilers to talk about the stuff. I'll, everything I've said about the game still applies. It applied all the way through. It is a, is a fantastic game. The way they figured out the combat for this game is uh, so good. Like, uh, to me, the way they have made the combat turn-based yet engaging is something that I I would recommend, you know, top-level RPG makers take a look at. There was... I was still having fun with the combat system, even though it is very traditional turn-based. By the time I finished the game, as I was at the start, like they really made an excellent combat system without feeling completely different from what was there the first time. Wow. So that's really all I have to say about it. Still plugging away uh, at it uh, as far as side content. Um, But most of that stuff I'll just probably go to later. And uh, then I also finished that puzzle game boxes that I had talked about. Oh, the, yeah, you were, that sounded great the way you described that. How, how did it, uh, how'd it go? Uh, well, it ended to to be continued. Apparently, oh. this is a series. All right. <laughs> Apparently, they're going to keep making a bunch of these. 
Um, but it was, I mean, it was exactly what I wanted. It was a series of puzzles and I had a great time solving them. Um, there was even a point where my family came into the room as I was trying to wrap up a puzzle and everybody gathered around and started trying to solve puzzles together. So apparently it's immediately engaging to others as well because uh, everyone just kind of settled up in my room, sat around in a semicircle and started barking orders at me on what to click and what to do. Um, but I had a lot of fun with that, too. It was short. It's not the it's not the longest experience in the world. I mean, I guess it kind of depends on how quickly and motivated you are to solve puzzles, but I thought it had a really slick look to it. It felt really good to uh, to play the game. Um, and I don't think there's much more you could ask for in this type of game than that. So. Nice. Nice. It looks cool. I uh, wish listed it and then bought the other one, the, the originals on sale. And I thought, well, I should, or not original, oh, the game uh, they were doors. Yeah. Doors. Yeah. I thought, well, I'll give that a try. Cause it was really cheap and then I'll make a decision. I just haven't cracked it open yet, but it looked neat. So uh, I bet my daughter would love that game. I go gift it. Uh, cool. There's boxes, man. You look at you finishing games left and right. Good Lord. I know. Um, Bo. All right. I, I finished <laughs> unreal 99 this week, by the way, I finished it. So oh, you finished it. Finally, yeah. all does these years have a campaign later. in it. Yeah, it does. It but does, I, yeah. yeah. I, oh, okay. like, I didn't know that. It's more I of like I had a, it at one point and played a little bit, but I have memories of it, but not it, strong ones. The, there is a, uh, there is a boss fight at the end too. It's kind of, kind of interesting. You go against the, the grand champion, the previous tournament winner. You got to face him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I mean, the game, it really is just a series of bot matches. It's not really much of a campaign. Oh, it's like playing Mortal Kombat or something. Kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the three they made, or four and three, they made it a little bit more, or, sorry, 2004 and three made it a little bit more meaty on the story side but at the end of the day it was still sort of a series of matches in the single player it was more about multiplayer but anyway i still say it counts as finishing a game though if a fighter game or game like that has a campaign mode and we're scoring game completions here for the Mm -hmm. year Mm -hmm. um i think it counts do we do we talk about who which one of you two finished more games in 2023 or was oh. that just a 2022 only no, thing? No, I don't think we I don't think we got into it because it, it didn't Scott wasn't bold enough to claim he was beating games left and right and no. I certainly slowed down as well. I beat uh, I some games, but I didn't I don't think I came one, close to John. There's so. one million dollar question. There's only one game I want to know about is did you beat Ghost of Sushio? <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> that game doesn't exist, but Ghost Tsushima of Ghost of Tsushima, yes. No, that's not true. Okay. I didn't beat that either. Um, <laughs> he still hasn't beaten. Still it haven't two beaten. Two years it. ago, he claimed he was going to absolutely beat it. But I and did. Sparked the whole competition to begin. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's how this all started. Was that game? I beat Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. and I'm well in Horizon Forbidden West. And I might, I told myself when I beat that, I will then go finish Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> which I don't think I'm that far from beating. Honestly, I think I'm actually pretty okay. close. So. That would be cool if I could just wipe my whole PlayStation 5 slate clean with the exception of Final Fantasy 16 and just say I did it all. <laughs> with that one exception. Except for that one, you know. Oh, John, you would have loved it. We did on this week's uh, Greg Street podcast, the word on the street that we did. Yeah. Um, we had uh, our guest that was on. She was awesome. And she was, I asked her what games are inspiring her currently on questions about combat and and how story is delivered in a combat heavy game and this sort of stuff and 
just trying to squeeze out of them where their inspirations are coming for from for this MMO. And she said, Final Fantasy, I expected her to say 14, but she yeah. didn't. She said 16. And then she just went deep into why she was a huge fan. And I almost said, John would love you. But then that was creepy. I, I actually it. saw it and I, I appreciated your restraint not to immediately go the second she said Yeah. I wanted her to have her moment and I didn't want to poo-poo on it, but also it was nice of you to be respectful of your guest, Scott. Yeah. She's really great. Candace is her name, Candace Thomas. If you haven't heard the episode, you should check it out. She was very she's really cool. I like her a lot. No, it was a very good interview. I was there. I didn't see all of it, but I I think I showed up somewhere uh the back half of it and it nice was, it was very interesting it continues to be very interesting you're, you know like I, I think whether or not you're even interested in the game they're making yeah. it's a fascinating examination of the things that are being considered i mean i i've always said on the show i believe that you know i'm kind of interested in bottom line for people like at the end of the day it doesn't matter what a developer had to go through if the game is good the game is good if the game is bad it's bad, but the caveat I always put on that is I think it is valuable for people to figure these things out, and I think that is a really good way to go and figure out the things that devs think about and consider. And if you do want to give consideration to that sort of stuff, uh, that podcast is fantastic. Yeah, check it out. Four episodes in. Uh, next month, I think Holinka's coming on, Brian Holinka, finally. I'm very excited That's to awesome. talk to him. I like Holinka. I've met him once. He's great. Dude. <laughs> and he was very nice. Yeah. Nicest dude you'd ever meet at BlizzCon. Now he's with these guys and doing cool stuff. So very excited about that. You can find it at frogpants.com slash street. And there are four hour long episodes, four one hour long episodes. Not like one of our one episode, four hours long episode. <laughs> Not, Not like, like that. Four. Yeah. It's, you a get third, t- it's a third of ours, but <laughs> <By> it's <laughs> three times the quality probably. Yeah. You could take today's pre-show and today's episode and have about as much content like, as we've done for that entire four-month project over there. It's like core. <laughs> yeah. It's like core, but the people actually know how to make games. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They're great, Basically. though. These guys do a four-hour-long podcast. They have the gall to say that Microsoft doesn't know how to make an entertaining show. Oh, one well, other thing I wanted to tell true. you guys, just to just to tell you this, because I think it's cool. I cannot tell you. I don't. I, I Maybe I can tell you, but I don't think I... I'm not going to. I, don't, I just don't know if I'm supposed to. But uh, our buddy Liam O'Brien has been traveling heavily. And let's say it's in Leo. places places far flung from here. Uh-huh. That's well, all I'll say. Um, I immediately thought Mushroom Kingdom. So <laughs> so in case you're worried, I might guess. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> is the answer. Nope. Not, not going to happen. This is gonna, this an actual, actual city in the world. I'll say it that way. And it's also very exotic. I'll say that. Um, and he was there for a whole bunch of cool reasons. But he said that catching up on core was how he got through all the traveling was because oh of the show. God. Awesome. I'm Isn't sorry. Nice? That- <laughs> <laughs> he listened to one show. It got him to the other side of the planet. <laughs> Yeah, to charge you guys do fun. one a year, right? Like yeah. they're like Marvel annuals. Yeah. yeah, but halfway through the trip, he's like stewardess, or I'm sorry, flight attendant. You have a way to charge this phone. I've I've burned it out on this show. That's too long. Well, anyway, that's great. We love. I love Liam. Liam he's the best. It's it's nice that he listens because Illidan is my favorite Blizzard character, and I've played a bajillion games of Illidan and Heroes. 
He's yeah. nice too because I never voice is like imprinted into my brain. Yeah, like it's... you are his stripes or something. It's great. Scars. Dive. Scars. Well, he doesn't say that, but you know, he he says, "Feel the pain. <laughs> Feel the pain of ten thousand years." Yeah. yeah, man. And you, you, every time you press that dive button, you get you get to hear him yell that, and I hear it in my sleep sometimes. It's yeah, great. he's he's awesome, and I never have to fish for this stuff. He just will text me and say, "Hey, uh, you guys said this on Core. I thought this was interesting," or he'll have some commentary about it. But anyway, uh, so Liam, if you're listening, we hope we're getting you through another uh, I just love when I trip. run into people who talk about Critical Role, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm like I'm like two degrees away, you know, but I don't say anything. I'm not like bragging about it or anything. It's just funny. Yeah. Because they don't, most people in my life don't realize I do a podcast or the people listen. Like they believe it, but they just have like, it just seems weird. It's the same. I just, it's the same with I me. just sit in my house all day and play video games, and your assumption about someone like that is they're not doing well in life. My mom, <laughs> my my mom's my mom doesn't really know what I do, and I've been doing this yeah. for almost twenty years. She still doesn't know. She doesn't get it. So it's like, man, those Critical Role guys are amazing, and I'm like, yeah, they sure are. They sure are. Um, to right. sure be fair, are. that's what bugs my wife too. Is we'll watch something and I'll go, "Oh, Scott has met him," or "Oh, I've met that person," or "I've talked to that person," or "Oh, that person's a listener," or something like that. And she'll go, "How do you know so many people? You don't leave the house." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does sound like bullshit when you put it that way. Yeah, well, we're all in this little aquarium together, and so you meet. You meet your fellows that way. I don't know. It's the internet. Internet. Well, the internet. Thanks, internet. All right. Bo, finally, Helldivers 2. All Let's right. Talk about uh, it. It's time for, I'm not paid for this advertisement, but it is an advertisement nonetheless, I suppose. <laughs> but uh, yeah. so uh, where, where should we begin? Mm. Well, let's talk about your Helldivers hesi- Let's talk about your, your hesitancy toward it first, because you were, you were kind of uh, on the we, fence quite a bit. For so a while. we've seen this game in numerous shows, right? Like the shows we get together and watch and kind of be assholes about because it's funny. You know, it's like, sure. oh, look, he said the Humble Bundle or whatever. You know? like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares about the game he showed? He said Humble Bundle weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this one's, you know, it's made some waves, like as we've, as it's led up to release. But as it's released, like, look, I got a shitload of games. I'm playing WoW for some dumb reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, for yeah, very good reasons, but sorry, I had to play it. Yeah, you have it? I yeah. didn't know you still. No, I still have have it. It. Play it one more time. All I right. just need a clear. Here you go, nice clear one. The Amelimel. The I made a song or someone. There's a song of that somewhere. Didn't I send it to you? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. I captured it from I, the original I, video. But. I think I put a drum beat to it, but I don't know where where it is. Interesting. But anyways, whatever. Um. Yeah, so this game, but you know, there's a ton of games. I got lots on the go. Like a dragon, right? I'm still in chapter eight. I got uh, blah, 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 80 games in my to-do list that I bought and haven't even played yet. Like all things, you're like, okay, you know, guys, I've played a four-player co-op shooter before. You know, Warframe always wants me to play it. Destiny always wants me to play it. And those are old as shit now. And then there's always new ones every year. And 80% of them are garbage or 20% of them are like not quite the flavor of shooter I want, like Dark Tide, right? He's like, yeah, I want this, but I don't want this. You know, it's like middling or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play Helldivers 2. But this is what happened. Scott's like, should I buy Helldivers 2? I'm looking at Helldivers 2. And Kyle's then like, hey, guys, Helldivers 2, anyone playing it? It looks cool. And I don't know if you said anything, John. I don't know if I can implicate you. 
but there's definitely I, been people. I think I was after you said you picked it up, but I think I said I had yeah. been considering getting it too because that's exactly where I was. I was like, yeah. you know, I'm kind of interested, and, but I don't know anybody who's played it yet. And it's not. It's also my chat room because like, I, you know, my stream, and they're like, you know, have you tried this game? You tried this game? People were like, oh, Hell Divers Two, Hell Divers Two. So finally, I just got sick of it, and I'm like, somebody's got to try this. I need. I have to. I have to stop seeing the question. I don't know if I should get Hell Divers Two. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody having a response. I'm like, I will answer this question for everyone. Yeah. Let me buy it. Um, and you will see in our chat, like when I first, when I was first writing about this, I was like, you know, and. I like dark. I like dark tank binner, um, for the first little bit. But every mission I've gone on has this game has grown on me more and more for various reasons. To the point now where I'm like I'm hyped. My pants are blown off with how hyped I am to play this game. It is, it's janky. It's it's not early access, but there's definitely bugs and problems. Mm. Um, there's stuff people will not like about this game. Um, but overall, yes, it's a better, there's a Starship Troopers 16 player co-op game that is negatively reviewed. And this is a better Starship Troopers game. It's a better, well, since Blizzard didn't release their Starcraft shooter game, it is the Starcraft shooter game. (laughs) You're basically space Marines and you're killing bugs and automatons. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's got a lot of good sauce in in it little touches and let's talk about a few of these little touches first of all the developers are the guys who made magica yeah they are Swedish. if you remember what made magica fun it was that instead of just casting spells you had to input codes to cast spells like with you with eight buttons yeah and you played it four players co-op which means you could make mistakes and cast the wrong spell or mess up right and one of the cool things you could do is you could combo the spells with other spell casters to do big damage but the game had full friendly fire and you're casting crazy spells. So you might accidentally launch a comet on your teammate instead of, <laughs> instead of killing the enemy full, full friendly fire. Um, so what are these developers been up to? Well, they made a gauntlet game apparently at one point and they made hell divers one, which passed by me, but was on well, tens of purposes, well reviewed and this game. And that's pretty much it. And they haven't changed full friendly fire in this game, boys. So, um, this game is full of things called like orbital strikes, like not just one type of orbital strike. You can launch a loadout with four different types of orbital strikes. If your teammates are standing in the orbital strike zone, they will get blown up. You will die because of teammates. Sometimes the teammates are more deadly than the damn enemies. Um, and if someone walks in front of your gunfire, uh, you you will kill them. There's full. So not like full it's friendly not like. Fire. Is it a really? There's no like percentage drop in friendly fire. It's like straight up. Like you're gonna die. No. See, you were just showing a video. That guy walked on one of my mines that I laid like an hour earlier in the mission, <laughs> and he just died. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and see, I'm walking through my mines because they'll blow me up too. Yeah. Um. So it is full 100% friendly fire. I've seen two guys uh, grief each other to death and then leave the game because they got so pissed because they just got in one of those moods. It's fun. It's funny. So you have to embrace that about this game. It makes it good, but not everyone has the patience or temperament for a game like that. Um, but if you're playing with friends and people are being chill, it's it's not a problem. Uh, you know, hey guys, I'm calling down an orbital strike. Okay, let me run out of the way. You know, like you can coordinate this stuff. But um, so that's that's secret sauce number one. It's full friendly fire. Secret sauce number two is in. So you know how in shooter games you have to pick up ammo. Yeah. 
Well, what if you have a capital ship in orbit that can just launch whatever you need down at you? Need a res? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. All right, your teammates are just firing back down. Need some ammo? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop in your rest controller. Pew. Need a better gun? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Great. Need orbital strikes? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop. Need gun installations and Gatling, like all kinds of shit. There is so much shit that you can launch from your capital ship. It's the main mechanic of the game. And the way they have you do it is you don't open up the radio and go, hey, please send me a, a, a light machine gun, please. Uh, nope, you got to press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. <laughs> and if you screw it up, well, it goes, and you got to do it again. And uh, what's great is like when, when enemies are bearing down on you and you're trying to call down like an orbital strike to save yourself, it's hard to like get the right code. They show the code on the screen, but you're like up, down, up, left, left, right, right. Oh, shit. No, up, left. No, no, aliens. No, no. You're trying to punch in to get the orbital strike. And uh, it's a great, it's a great mechanic in this game. The fact that you have to punch in codes in your wrist in order to launch the uh, orbital strikes or get ammo and equipment and stuff, and, and to even res people, you don't. In most games, you got to run up to them and like, oh, I'm gonna press E and heal you. This is like, no, nope, beep boop beep boop boop. Let me res all my teammates all at once, and then it fires down. It's it's great. Wow. Um, wow. The the third thing that makes this game incredible, and and a step a cut above is the loading screen. How many games? have a loading screen that you think about after you're done playing the game very few way. most of the time i'm annoyed like today i was annoyed with dark tides and i was annoyed with um i got into halo for a little bit and they have horrible load times on halo infinite on pc um yes. so yeah i usually oh my gosh i just saw one of the code you talked about holy yeah, shit yeah you gotta go it's part of the tension the okay so side note because this is also wicked the orbital, the graphics on the orbital strikes are amazing. Like it's not just like, oh, here's a big laser. It's like kaboom, 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 kaboom. Like it's so everything shakes and like everything dies. Isn't there like it's, a tactical nuke or something? I've seen some something there's like that. Nuke. There's a Gatling gun. You can drop smoke, gas, fire. You can, you can, you can drop everything. <laughs> like you can literally shoot everything from your damn ship. Oop, there I died you from died, someone's yeah. uh, from someone's orbital strike. Um, getting resed is real quick. It's not like it's a pain in the ass. He's like, that guy's punching in the code and getting us res right away. Nope, no big deal. Right. Um, you do have a limited number of reses. That's sort of where the... the Whoa, you come in from. again on a drop ship? That's cool. Or on a pod? So, all right. Hang on. Let me talk about it. To the third thing. How many games yeah. have a loading screen <laughs> that you love? Yeah, none. This game has probably the best loading screen I can remember for a long time. So here's how the game loop works. You log into the game. You get an advertisement for democracy and super earth, and you watch it for the hundredth time <laughs> because you're not a terrorist, and it's awesome. And so you watch the intro cinematic every time you log into the game and feel bad when you skip it. Then you get onto your ship, like Warframe. You have your own ship. You can name your ship. My ship's called the Ombudsman of Family Values. You have to pick from a list. But... Um, uh, you know, you can call your ship like the just the the, fl the sword of justice, or you know, there's a list of two different nouns that you call it. Um, then you go to the the map, you pick a mission, you step into a little like launch. It's basically a bullet shaped launch pod. Um, and if you, in case you missed it, this game is very America themed. You're from Super Earth. You're spreading democracy because aliens don't know the alien bugs don't know about democracy, so we're, we're there to learn them. Yeah. Um, when you're ready to pick the mission and everyone's picked their loadouts and options, 
four giant bullets, which are contain you guys, the hell divers, fire onto the planet, and that's the loading screen. The music goes and four bullets are just like cresting the atmosphere on fire, like and the game's loading. That's it right there. Like this epic and this epic music's playing, and you're like, and you are so hyped to spread democracy. When the loading screen's done, you land right into the map. Boom, there you go. Okay. And you're playing so with randos, third, I assume, or bots? or uh, You can play with, yeah. Um, basically, uh, the game's very hard solo. Um, you basically just load up a mission. This is one of the things that's kind of broken right now. It's hard. Matchmaking's been kind of wonky. They're working on fixing it. Yeah. But basically, you pick a mission, and you wait on your ship, and people will load into your mission. Mm. Or you can... Uh, you can join SOSs from other player groups or join other players' missions and then join their ship and then launch, all four of you launch together on the same ship and go through that loading screen together with the epic democracy music. It's pretty great. I'm, and then you land. I really am impressed with the the use of fog and smoke and there's so, a real yeah, vibe to it, man. Let's talk about the gameplay. Yeah. This gameplay, it's not just one planet. It's a whole pile of planets. There's an ice planet. There's a Mad Max desert planet. Um, there's a jungle planet. There's a weird lush planet. There's forest planet. And there are lots of, like you talked about the fog. So there's lots of like mutators, so to speak on the different planets. If it's too cold, like, your weapons will shoot slower because it's too cold. But on hot planets, your laser cannon will heat up a lot faster, so you can't use it for as long. Um, so all the planets have, like, different mechanical considerations as you go on them and, like, hazards. Um, so, and what's great about the maps, too, is there's a lot to do on them. You know how Dark Tide is, like, it's kind of a corridor shooter, right? You go down the corridor and do the activities. Yeah. This, you have a theater of operations, you have your main mission objective and a bunch of side objectives, and you do what you want. You got forty-five minutes to extraction, or less. Some some of the missions have ten, and you and your team just decide what you're going to hit up while you're down there. Just do the main mission, get all the side missions, and get some medals so you can unlock some more democracy for your character. Then it's great. So the missions themselves are incredibly fun, and last but not least, the game controls really well it's really a great third person shooter. Like it's just, it's, you're not like a jetpack jumping destiny guy or unreal tournament guy. Like you are still kind of human. So you have to dive or crouch, um, to, you know, to, to, to like be quiet or, you know, you can't just like f just jump super far away and dodge things, but you can get away, but it's, there's like a learning curve to it and it controls really great. And last but not least, this game has a jetpack. Oh, now we're talking. Uh, and and jetpacks are definitely if you put a jetpack in your game, that's a great idea. And you, so you have jetpacks, you can jump over things. And, so this is the first, yeah. as far as I can tell, since the old Sony Computer Entertainment days, this is the first Sony. This is the first PlayStation Games Studios, whatever LLC thing that they do now, where they co-launched a PC title along with the PlayStation Five exclusive. Uh, at the same time, I don't think they've ever done this before, so it's oh, kind of a it's big done deal. Very, very well for them as well. Yeah, um, yeah. This game is popping too, so that's another thing going for it. It's not, you know, in terms of find, finding players and 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 that they made a really good choice not doing this. If this was a PlayStation only, it'd be so sad for us. Yeah, and I keep so, so the only complaints I see in a lot of the reviews that are negative are almost all 
I crashed four times. I broke this. Yeah. This doesn't work yeah. yet. So it's really just like we're in a period of fixy, fixy, fixy McFixy. It's a right? game as a service, and they didn't have any beta to test this stuff out. They just went live, and yeah, there's some problems with matchmaking. Mm. Okay, uh, but that's about it. I am. I'm going to be playing this right when we're done with the show. I, I just. <sighs> I didn't. I never asked for this. I was like, all of a sudden, I have a game that really that just takes all the other games I think about or want to play and just put them at a quiet volume, and I just know what I want to do, and it's play this game. Wow, you went. That's a a lot of fun. That's a that's a story of like starting. Yeah, I I didn't think so, and you know, I was like, oh, it's democracy. I've seen that satire before. You know, uh, bug aliens. You know, same same. It's like. When you start playing it and see that they've put the fun in the game and you, you're having fun, uh, that all that all those concerns kind of you know it's interesting. The guys that made Broforce are also a Scandinavian dev team. It makes <laughs> me wonder if those guys are just good at like capturing that oversized American rah rah thing so well <laughs> that they make it funny and the satire still works even though it's so tired. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have a real taste for it. Well, they've definitely tapped into it because I mean, Bo is no stranger to adopting the personality of the game that he's playing. You mm-hmm. know, we've always known that to be. Him. Oh, yeah. Since day one. Like that was big in the heroes' days. Like whatever hero came out, Bo would probably be role playing in our Slack channel yep. after about five games. You know, if he played Grey Mane, he'd be like, rawr, rawr, just in all his responses to us. Yeah. So yeah. Bo falls for the, you know, when he gets into it, he gets into it. But he is not alone. I have seen so many people talk about this game in, of course you should play it. That's for democracy. Like so many people <laughs> role playing the quote unquote persona of this game yeah. Yeah. that. I think there is absolutely something they're nailing yeah, in the like mix if you, because if, it's getting everybody on board. I'll yeah. tell everyone who listens the same thing I told Scott in, in Slack and Discord, whatever, whatever the hell we use to talk. Yeah, to what people. do we use anyway? Um, yeah. I'll give them the same. Like, should I buy this game? Yeah. And I, I told Scott, and I tell you, you know, um, I, you have to ask yourself one question: Are yeah. you a terrorist? <laughs> and if the answer is no, then yes, you have to buy this game. That's okay. Then. Them's the rules. That sounds like the rules to me. I'll adhere to your rules. I think I'm just going to get it then. I'm just going to get it. Yeah. You made this whole review made me so happy I bought this game. Like, yeah. that's all this did. I still haven't played it, but you made me so happy I bought it. And it's also, it's, it's not like, without its frustrations. That's why I put that warning up. It's not, <laughs> you know, but it Sony, is, Sony it, likes their, you know, expensive game purchases. This is a $39 yeah. game. This isn't bad. Like, that's the other thing is this is almost budget. Right, and I know they're not. I don't think they own the studio outright, but they are taking a major role in, in uh, publishing it and being a part of this. Oh yeah, you, you see the PlayStation logo when you log in. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I was like, that's the funny thing about Steam. When I first saw it, I'd forgotten about the Sony connection, and the video starts playing and it goes bunk and shows the the logo for Sony, makes the sound it always makes, and I went, "Did they screw up and use the PlayStation version for Steam? What is this crap?" And then I went, "Oh no, no, this is a Sony joint." And they're simultaneously yeah. launching on PC, which they never do. Let's yeah. all reward it, them the, with money so they do this with all their other first parties. Yeah, it's right? also like it, it doesn't have port vibes. Like they took this PlayStation version and you're getting a watered down version. It feels like pretty great for yeah. the PC. So. I've also heard P, PS5 version is supposed to look real good and play real good. So there's, in fact, I think it's had less technical issues. Um, but it is cross play. So any of those matchmaking issues are going to probably exist in both places. But. 
Anyway, I'm going to get it. That's it. You've convinced me. It's yep. fantastic. Yeah. Play, play with friends. And Come into a core multiplayer Tuesday near you. Goodbye. Hell Divers yep. too. Goodbye, 40 bucks. It was nice knowing oh, yeah. you. And, and make sure to watch the intro video in full. It's Like I said, it's one of the best... One of the best cinematics I've seen in a little while, just in terms of the game is the game is all. I'm watching some of the the promo video. The game is relishing in the fact that you just got resurrected and dropped in a pod. Let's say you, but a player, and as soon as he landed, one of his other players accidentally sniped him right in the head and killed him. (laughs) And the game is going like, yeah, this game has this feature. Like they're taking things that are kind of trolly and things we don't normally like about friendly fire, and they're turning it into part of the game, which I think is kind of innovative. I like that. It's yeah, it's interesting. All right, Brad game, everybody. Helldivers 2 available now. Helldivers 1 is so, it's such a different looking game. It's like a top-down dual stick looking thing. So different than what they did here. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But, um, I mean, it makes me curious about that game, but uh, not enough right now to peel myself off, too. Two's pretty, two's pretty wicked. Yeah, good for Arrowhead, although their Gauntlet remake was pretty bad. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we got something special from John. I don't even know what it is. Don't have any idea. I mean, you kind of you know. I mean, kind of, but only, only barely. Like, I still yeah. don't really know where you're taking this. So I'm excited for what took him most of his afternoon to work on. <laughs> it didn't take that long. It took a little while. So More than <laughs> I spend on Dear Martha, though. That's for sure. Sure. Uh, but we'll find out what it is right along with you fine folks here in a second. We'll be right back. 
because my feed was full of nothing but our favorite video game characters giving each other valentines. And it got me on just this track of thinking of all the video game characters over the years that uh, we, the royal we, all of us gamers, have lusted over. So I asked you guys for your five, not not the top five necessarily, but five video game crushes from each of you in no particular order. I also reached out to the core community and uh, got them to send me uh, some of their video game crushes as well. And then I supplied some of my own. So what we are going to do is we are going to take turns looking at images uh, on these images, each image has uh, three characters on it. Yeah. Now, for Scott, one of those characters is one of Bo's video game crushes. The other one is a core community member's video game crush. And the third is mine. Your job is to guess which is which. So let's pull up the first image here, and we'll say who is on it. We'll start with Scott. Okay, so this is the uh, ones you said that were mine, right? Yeah, so this will be your challenge. So it's your job to answer. So we have uh, Marl from Chrono Trigger. We have Astarian from Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. And we have Vi from League of Legends. Okay. And Is there a point system for how many gets right? <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to give you three guesses before I correct it. Each guess subtracts one point. Hold on, let me pull up a notepad here so we can keep track. No worries. We should, have a, we should also so have a theme for this. If you get it right away, three points. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, you, uh, if you take a couple guesses, you can get between two, one point, and then after three, I'm going to just tell you what the answer is. All right, here we go. Get it right. We got a little bit of video game themed uh, no. uh, game show music. <laughs> now I really feel in the Valentine's vibe. Yeah, oh yeah. And love is in the air, Bo. Love is in, yeah, the, air. Yeah. Love is in the air. Okay, yeah, so super Valentine's. So you guys okay, can so, see uh, this, we right? Got, we got these three. So uh, you have got to pick which one you think came from what source. All right, and I'm starting, right? Yep. Okay. So, uh, I think that let- Bo picked, or sorry, I think you picked a girl from. Uh, Secret or Banner, or whatever she's from. What's she from again? What'd you say? <laughs> Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. You said her. I knew it was Square. I couldn't remember where. I think that's you. I think Astarian is Bo. And I think Girl from League is from somebody in the community. Incorrect. Shit. You like to take <laughs> Just- another there's three guesses. Which one's incorrect? All right. I, well, that's the thing. He gets he gets to make an adjustment. He's now this is now worth two points. Okay. Um, I see. They're worth less points the more tries he has to do. Yeah. Well then, jeez. All right, John. I still think John is the first one. Okay. Second one. I'll, then I'll say is Bo. Second one. What? The Starian. Starian. Wait, no. I'm okay. back to the same. You problem. said that last time. Yeah. yeah. Don't and, tell him that. You're, you're, he was gonna pick the exact same you, thing oh, again. You're, you're digging for that stuff. Well, okay. no. I, yeah, I, we'll I realized him, it. We'll give him the same. I yeah. realized it as we were going here. Okay. All right. So I still think John on that one. It must be flipped the other way. So I'll say, Bo is the league lady and Astarian is community. Correct. Oh wow. You get two points for this image. All right. Congratulations. Oh, you. That's Vi, by the way. Vi, sorry. I forget. From Arcane. I loved Arcane, but I I don't remember anyone's name. Yeah, I've got a big crush on Vi. All right. 
Um, all right. But uh, now do what? Do we want to do? Do we want to do all of Scott's, or do we want to go and do Bo's first? Well, let's night? go back and forth. That's fine. Yeah. All okay. right, Bo. Your first image has uh, Liara from Mass Effect. It has Cortana from the Halo series, and it has uh, <laughs> Handy Kong from Donkey Kong Country. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm ready to go. One of these is Scott, one of these is me, and one of these is the core community. I want to say Scott picked Candy Kong, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. I Never. think it's uh, John is Liara, obviously. Uh, Scott is uh, Cortana, and Chat is uh, Candy Kong. That is correct. Three Nicely points done. for Bo. Nicely done, dude. Damn it. All right. Also, the ch- we're getting trolled by the community if they said Candy Kong. What the hell? They said Candy Kong. Look, you don't have to justify your answers here. You can if you want. I didn't ask them to. Okay. I didn't say it has to be their greatest crush. You All right. Know? I don't know. She's looking pretty hot. She's I guess. pretty Candy hot. Kong. She's has some hot. things going for her. Yeah, if you're Funky Kong or Crazy Kong, you're in. You're all in on that stuff, that business. All right, uh, my next right. one then. Let's see. Your is... next one, you Whoops. have Carlac from Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. uh, Siri from The Witcher 3, yeah. and Lazelle from Baldur's Gate 3. So a double dipping of uh, Baldur's Gate here. Okay. I'm going to say... Siri, uh, maybe that's. I'll give her a minute. Carlac, we're gonna give to John. Siri to the community, and Lizelle to Bo. Correct. Oh, Three points yeah. to you, Scott. Woo! Congratulations. You, you're keeping track of these points, right? So we know. Who. I am. Okay. I am. So far. All right. I feel Tight good about race. that. I feel good Bo's about that. ahead. Well, I mean, you're ahead now. You've done a whole extra round, but sure. You know, it's a tight race. Sure. All right. Next one up for Bo, uh, we have uh, Tally from Mass Effect, we have Cat from Breath of Fire 2, and we have uh, Pain, or is it Rain? I always get it mixed up because P and R look exactly the same to me for whatever reason. <laughs> is her name Pain? I think it's Pain, Pain. from uh, Final Fantasy X-2. Scott's never played Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> no, I haven't. But I but I will admit that, you know, when they were showing off... I would say off, you don't have to have played the game to find the character attractive. That's true. No, yeah. I, well, that's... Yeah, I guess not. Um, Scott like Liara? Or not Liara, Tally? I think he said so before. Right? I know... I feel like it's a John thing for some reason. John and... Yeah, I'm going John, Tally... Uh, I guess Cat Lady for Scott and uh, <laughs> okay. X, X2 for the community. That is incorrect. Uh, damn, so Scott, Scott, I know Scott does like Tally too. So Scott to Tally, John to Cat Lady, X2 to community, <laughs> I guess. That is correct. Two points right. to Bo. We have a tied race going into the third round here. Mm. Yes, and I Damn. do love Tally. Tally and I, we go you way back. You both do, I think, though. You both have a Tally thing. I think Tally is universally beloved by just about everybody, but there's something. Nah, about- I'm, a, I'm, I'm a Garrus main when it comes to Mass Effect. Yeah, something about her. Garrus is the best. Uh, All right, Scott, your final set uh, of options here. Eligible bachelorettes, if you will. You have uh, D.Va from Overwatch, Kerrigan from StarCraft, and Tifa from Final Fantasy VII. 
Okay. I know that Tifa's probably... That's a toss-up between you two, but I'm going to say... Kerrigan for Bo, Tifa for John, Diva for Community for chat. That is 100% correct. Three points to you, Scott. (laughs) Wow. Damn. (laughs) I know Bo Uh, likes it rough. That's all I'm saying. He likes it rough. (laughs) (laughs) I like ladies with sharp edges. That's right. Get open wounds on. Got some real issues to deal with with her, so I like it. It's true. Okay. All right, Bo. Your final set here is uh, Shadowheart from Baldur's Gate 3, Aloy from the Horizon series, and Cassandra from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh, this is this is unfairly hard. This one's hard. Honestly, I thought the last one would be hard, too, because I was like, well, Scott knows Bo never shuts up about Tifa. I thought he would get tricked. Yeah, I just knew you would not be. You know what got me there is there's no way John's like super into a Kerrigan relationship. She's great, but she's like like friend. I know you like her, but I don't think you're going out with her. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't crush on Tifa like that. I'd rather. I'd rather spend the night with Kerrigan on the Zerg uh, boat of some kind. <laughs> Zerg boat. Yes, I will admit on a, on a this one. Pustule. This one is absolutely hard because Scott has definitely gushed over all three of these characters. Yeah, I know. Well, I feel like Aloy the least, probably. I mean, I. Th- but Cassandra and Shadowheart is a tough choice. The I just got a process of eliminate. You both like Cassandra, but you're a Carlac main. So I guess we give um, Shadowheart to Scott, Cassandra to John, and Aloy to the community. That is incorrect. Yo, <laughs> that fart. Means I still you say jo- I still say Scott and Shadowheart. Well, you know what? Did he pick Cassandra? I I never played that game. I don't know the power of Cassandra. Oh, she's the most important thing in the, about that game. She's the best. <laughs> She's really good. Do not let this lead you down whatever path you're taking. I mean, I it doesn't know. matter. You've, w- you've won the game at this point, so yeah. this yeah. is Shadowheart. Let me go with Shadowheart, Scott, Community Cassandra, and John Aloy. That's wrong. Incorrect. Nope. <laughs> so Scott Cassandra and the Community Shadowheart and John Aloy. Nope. Incorrect. <laughs> The correct answer for yeah, this one is uh, Community Shadowheart, Scott Aloy, and John Cassandra. Yeah, Aloy has grown on me in so many ways. A- a- Aloy edges out both Cassandra and Shadowheart. Well, for Cassandra, you Cassandra, I didn't pick, not because I didn't want to, but John asked for you know five or whatever we gave you. Yeah, just asked wow, for you've you've changed, Scott. So it wasn't like these. <laughs> you changed, man. These three weren't presented to me and then said pick one. It was. No, I know, but yeah. like this one is hard as shit because you have gushed over Shadowheart and Cassandra. You're right. And you've just said the game is good, <laughs> but never been like, man, Aloy is so hot. Like, this is, I got, I got a, for me, it's her, it's her toughness and her resilience. She's, I find that uh, attractive I'm about sure the character. I'm sure I believe it. Yeah. I just, from pure uh, watch minutes, I guess, or whatever, like yeah. time spent, uh, It's that was not the order I think I would give. But okay. All right. Fair game to you, sir. You are the Valentine's master. I'm you the winner. You both did very well. You both did much better than I expected. Yeah. And uh, that is the game. Do you want to share your full lists with each other? Because there were two that didn't make the cut for each Yeah, of mine. Uh, I'll read mine that I sent to John. I did... Aloy, Cortana, Tally, so those are the ones you used. 
Chloe Frazier from Uncharted, the Uncharted series. I think she's awesome. And Nova Terra from StarCraft, uh, the StarCraft universe. Nova, basically. I love her. Her last name's Terra? Yeah, Nova Terra. Huh. T-E-R-R-A. Right. What'd you send to him? Uh, my list was uh, Vi. Vi is my favorite. Um, <laughs> Kerrigan, second. Yeah. It's just she got big punchy gloves, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, Great. What is it? Punch first. Ask questions while punching. That's what she always says. Yeah. League. Um, you got Kerrigan, who you know what? Like, it's not one I would have talked about, but like, man, I've been replaying the campaign, and you really feel that like unrequited romance that Rainer goes through with her and stuff like that. I'm just like, I really like Kerrigan. Yeah, yeah, it is good. It's hard. It's it's hard to even call it maybe romantic, but just liking a character and being like, she's a good person, even though she's the leader of the Zerg. She's yeah, the, she's in a bad situation, but she's pretty great. Yeah, and then Lazelle, obviously, because we had a relationship and she dumped me, but I still like her. Yeah, yeah. And um, my the remaining ones that weren't on the list were I like Pan Am quite a bit from Cyberpunk. Oh, I uh, totally forgot about the other girl on Cyberpunk that I like. I Judy. Yeah. Judy, I like Judy. Yeah. <laughs> oh and, yeah, uh, I should have put Judy on there for one of them because yeah. I do like Judy. I could have used her as one Judy's of mine great. to throw Bo off. I worry no, about Jaina. No, Jaina is sad. I, mean, I wrote who people uh, like, man. Jaina's like boring as shit. She's a little boring, but I also had her on the list and replaced her with Chloe from the other thing. So I actually did write Jaina before I sent it to John. I just don't think you get to know much of her personality yeah. in the game. The games are more like they're cool looking, but I don't know. You right. know especially Jaina. She's not a main, you know. Yeah. I guess maybe if you read the Tech Quest text in World of Warcraft, you know more. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, um, and my last one was uh, Triss from Witcher Three. I actually like Triss Marigold. Oh, Triss is cool. Quite a bit. Yeah. That date you go on is really charming, and I still canonically just feel like that's one of those weird ones where you're role playing as Geralt, and it feels like Geralt likes Yennefer more. I, like I, it feels like a violation to like Triss more. Yeah. For Geralt, you know, it's like oh no, this character does, like, yeah. clearly likes Yennefer more. Like they didn't do a great job of being like choose the one you like. It's your role. Yeah. But I like Triss better than Yennefer. Yennefer is a moody little. By the way, when they were picking names for Nick's Yotch. for Nick's baby, uh, they went they they ended up going with Ramona, but I floated Yennefer as a possible. Did name. you really? Yeah. Nobody did liked you, it. Did you think it was actually going to be considered? No. Or was it to be funny? I mean, if they were okay. Witcher fans, maybe, but they aren't really. Nobody's really played it. Nick's never played it and so I don't think they had the connection to it but they just thought it was weird it's like Yennefer where, why is there a Y instead of a J like it's a weird it's a weird use of the Yennefer well not if you're European because everything J is the uh, anyways like J, like according to my Hungarian grandmother Jacob my brother oh, was Jacob. Jacob all the time Jacob 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 Put down seat. Like, put down toilet so seat, like, Jacob. She'd Jennifer, say. like, actually, to my brain, makes a lot of sense. I was like, oh yeah, okay. There you yeah. go. This is a European deal. Well, that <laughs> was fun, John. John, I hope it wasn't. You know, like Chinese food takes too long to cook and too fast to eat. Uh, did, how did that? How did this feel? Your your no, contest? that was fun. Okay. I had a I had a great time doing it. What it was, was your fun list? interacting. Uh, I did not actually make a list. I just sort of picked what I felt would fit well with what I was throwing up there uh, and go along with it. Um, I, there were a few on there that were. Um, like Cat was a very specific. Like I think that might have been the first video game character. I didn't even really understand being attracted to a video game character, but I just remember looking at pictures of Cat in the strategy guide, being like, "Wow, wow!" 
it and I didn't know why I didn't understand it. So that was she was included because she kind of inspired the thought. She the tiger um, anime lady, is that who that is? Yeah, okay. yeah, from Breath of Fire too. Okay. Um, and then Marl was thrown on there because that definitely was one of the first ones because I was just so into the uh, the quote unquote romance story of Chrono Trigger. I was like, yeah, there it is. The others were just like, who can I help trick? Yeah. You know, we got Lazelle in there, so put Carlac in because you know that might muddy the waters a little bit. I think I now, I think just thinking about it, why Tally, I think it's Tally's accent and the fact that I can't really see her. Is that weird? Like there's a mystery about her that, and it's her her accent. That's what. There's also a picture of her and it's no longer just pulled from a free photo database. Uh, Oh, right. They updated it. That's right. They fixed it for the, whatever that version was called. Yeah. What they call it? It doesn't say Shutterstock across your picture at the end. <laughs> that was so dumb. <laughs> uh, well done. That was a blast. Uh, let's. Move I hope on. you guys liked it. I did. Uh, if you didn't, good news. Valentine's Day is a year away, so there, <laughs> there you go. We did it. We'll do it again next year, everyone. Look forward to it. It's now time for us to meander over here and check out some other news. <laughs> Sony joins Microsoft in realizing first-party games on other platforms make money. And so you're seeing that with Helldivers 2. You're seeing that with a bunch of other uh, exclusives coming to PC very soon. Not quite, you know, I guess the show, the baseball game, is a Sony game that is on Xbox. It's even in Game Pass. But I think you're going to see more and more of this homogenization. I think that's yeah, what all this Yeah, they signals. said they wanted to go aggressively into being willing to put, you know, first-party titles on PC. And yeah. I don't think you use the word aggressively if what you mean is we're going to wait three years before we put it out on the platform. I think we're going to see... I think we're going to see a shift, yeah. and I think we're going to have a lot of thank yous to Helldivers 2 for this. Yeah. Um, but also, the PS5 sales are... They're, they're good. I don't, don't misunderstand what I'm saying when I say they're below projections. It, it's selling well as a console, but it is... It is underselling where they thought it would be. And Sony has said they have no major first-party releases coming out exclusively on PlayStation this year. So it's going to be a year without the very thing that when you say, you know, when somebody says, should I get a PlayStation or an Xbox, You, the biggest seller for PlayStation is, well, they've got the best exclusives. Um, There aren't any this year. So I think Sony is also rethinking, like, hey, maybe we should put some of this stuff out in other places that might help our year out a little bit too. So I'd be interesting to see what this year ends up looking yeah. like. It's my, big, my, my biggest takeaway from all of this kerfuffle, the rumors around Xbox, all this stuff is this very thing that both companies would be stupid <laughs> to just sit back and go, well, everyone can wait five years for the next God of War and it'll all work out like it used to. I don't think that's true anymore. And PC sales or PC gamers are on the rise, not on the drop. And that ecosystem is better than it's ever been and more attainable than it's ever been. So I don't know. I think they have to. They, they, they don't have a choice. And you're right. They revised their projections. They wanted 25 million consoles sold by the quarter or something to that effect. And they're only now they've revised it down to like 21 or something, 20. So they're, they're pulling back a little bit. Uh, Diablo is selling a portal, five color pack. So custom portals, not custom, but you know, redesigned portals that you can pop instead of your regular portal. And this little five color pack for uh, a portal replacement is $30 plus some game currency. That's 20 American. I might've misquoted the price. Maybe 
well, all I know is it's like almost as much as the game costs is the point, right? I mean, people aren't happy about it. The big issue is like it's just portal reskins and it's a recolor, and it makes me sad because it could be content for the game. Like, I. Yeah, it's it's just an indication of where the game's going, and it just breaks my heart because it's a really good game. But this yeah. is this is not good. I get, I'm a little tired of rewarding this business, honestly. Well, maybe I was kind bad. of aware this was coming because I I did. I mean, not me personally. I did see somebody had filled out one of those surveys. This was part of that extremely confusing survey where they just show you an item mm. and they put dollars next to it and they go, yeah. what do you, what do you think is the most exciting thing here? And it, I've, n- I've never seen a more confusing survey than that. Um, but like I knew custom or not again, not custom unique, different portal skins for town portal was something that they were considering. And uh, I was like, it just made me sad. And sure enough, they were putting like dollar values next to it of like $30. No, nobody wants this. Yeah. No, this should be a dollar, a buck at most. At most. Like it. it. Portal colored. Okay, you know what? I would pay. And also a dollar, not some fake currency. I would go, yeah, I have five bucks, and that's a five-color pack for a dollar a piece, five bucks total. I would buy that. And you know what? I think a lot of people would. I'm never spending 30 ever on that, ever, for portals that yeah. you hope you don't use half the time anyway because you don't want to go back to town. Well, you barely look time. at them. Like it's, and even, yeah, it's, it's trash. It's bad. I used to always make the joke that if you want to know what prices should be of items, take whatever Blizzard's charging and uh, subtract it by two thirds. And that's what the actual value is. We are beyond even that now. Yeah, It's like subtract it by 10 times what they're charging for. Um, It's I mean, they're doing it. So they must be getting money somewhere from it. Like it must be working. But I, I mean, to me, I have always said I'm extremely susceptible to this stuff. Like, I know I am. I fall for a lot of the predatory practices. Let me show you my Fortnite skins at some point, and you'll know how easily I fall to, like, hype machines and limited time store purchases and look at this and look at that. I haven't spent a single dime on Diablo 4. Mm. And uh, to me, that says something. And I, I can't be the only one there. Um, just feel like they they could get my money with a better price point. It's shocking where they think the value in this game is. Yeah. Do you remember what we paid for new characters and heroes? It was like ten or fifteen. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Yeah, about ten bucks. Think about that. An entire set of um, well, at least three sets of armor that would give you different looks, but also an entire set of abilities and moves and capabilities and and a role a new role on the battlefield that could change the entire meta that 10 bucks was a was a pretty good value right arguably you could call it like content you could <laughs> you know call it mean? content yeah. yeah that's playable worth yeah. worth worthwhile content and charging 10 bucks for it didn't feel egregious because you actually got that much value out of it five color pack freaking portals f right off that cliff that sucks i don't like it 
People keep oh, asking me, Scott. Who's a, who, oh, okay, you want to know how much it costs Canadian? Yeah, go ahead. What's thirty? Forty dollars thirty nine cents. Yeah, f that shit, dude. I bought Hell Divers for that amount. Yeah. Like, what is Rod? Like, so Rod Ferguson's in charge of the game. Well, I don't know if what he's in doing, charge. Bro? Of this. He may what not be. Doing? He may have zero say in this part. I don't. I, bl- I don't blame. Oh, I know. It's just. It's just corporate stuff, and they probably like. But it's who? Who made the decision? Like, who? Who's doing this at the company? Like, how do we make them stop? How do we? How do we talk to them? Tell them like. Right. And can wh- you just make this? Like, don't you want people to log into your game? Like, make this stuff not monetized. Make it part of the draw for your seasons. What are you doing? Yeah. Have. Have. Uh... I mean, Microsoft owns them now. You got to have somebody over there who knows their shit about this sort of thing. Go in there and tell them, hey, I know Bobby Kotick had this great idea, but we don't like it anymore. So first thing you're going to do is turn that portal into a dollar. And then uh, the rest of this, we're going to have to have a conversation and maybe just start peeling that back a little because it's... I don't think they're going to mess with it, to be honest with you. <clears throat> maybe not. But And if it's selling, for all we know, they're not going to release these numbers. I don't think they have to, but I'd love to know how these, this is selling, these portals. Are they even out yet? Can you get them now? I mean, they probably. I think are. so. I think it's a season three thing. So, oh, maybe not. Let's say pre-purchase or purchase. Yeah, I'm legit. Can uh, like curious. It had its own article, even yeah. Traverse through the dark pathways, pink, pa- pink, pack, pink. Um, pink? It's, it's its own blog post because these portals are such a special purchase. Horseshit! It's horseshit. Now I'm getting yeah. mad. I'm getting madder. The more I think about it, the worse I like, or the least I like it. I'm, hey, you know what I'm on? I'm gonna do this weekend. I'm gonna fire up my uh, my copy of Epoch La- Last Epoch. <laughs> Epoch Last. Epoch Last. That's how much. That That's is. how it it's appears the same in price. the phone book. Yeah, you could go buy Last Epoch, which is about to hit 1.0 next week, and you've got yourself a full game for that price. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody should like go. Uh, like everybody's saying it. The best you can do is vote with your money, which, again, does not always guarantee that somebody's going to listen. I mean, if if vote with your money worked, they wouldn't have made Madam Web. Oh, yeah, dude. So, Jeez. like, it clearly doesn't always work. Like, voting with your money is not 100% an effective solution, but it's about all you can do. Go spend this money somewhere else. Let the whales continue to hold up that game and I mean, just walk away from Diablo. The sad truth is, is I was a huge, I, I was a huge fan of initially playing Diablo four. I thought it was a really good initial experience. I was then very disappointed, but hopeful for the expansion. And now because of things like this, I'm at a point where I don't even know if I want that expansion. Um, and, and that's just where I'm at. They are at least for me, that's the only person I can actually factually speak to. They are poisoning the brand to me. I'm I'm losing interest in this product going forward. Same. And it, it's just, it's that's what it's going to be. And it will eventually catch up to them. But John, so. here at Blizzard, we think the poison motif works well in the Diablo universe. A lot of poison. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of poison, so. a lot of status effects. Can I? Can it's I? One um, of our ninety-seven stats you can uh, that's right. find on our gear. This, this conversation made me reminded me of something uh, that I wanted to add on to my Helldivers two advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this game does have in-game currency and a battle pass. Yeah. Uh, you that. can earn most of the battle pass cost in the freemium stuff. 
but not all of it. But um, the bad, the good thing about it is it's doing the Halo Infinite model, where yeah. the, you can work on the battle passes at any; t- they never go away. Yeah, they're just oh, there's nice. no artificial they're, scarcity. Yeah, so I like that. You know, you when you're earning the medals from the missions, like you can always like save up the super credits, mm-hmm. super Earth super credits, and then like engage an old battle pass or something like that. So you're always. Um, you just don't have to like rush to be like, I better log in or this battle pass is going to go away and I'm never going to get this cool cosmetic I'm interested in. Uh, it'll always be available for you to unlock, which I think that's is one th- thing I wish Fortnite would do. Yeah. Just I because I want to all game skin. That's one thing Halo Infinite did that <laughs> all games should do. That's an example of good innovation is those yeah. battle passes should not be limited time. Yeah. I got in there today. I, like I say, I'm on this. This, this you know i, I want to shoot people in the face trip that isn't call of duty and i so i i played some halo infinite today and that depth multiplayer was hopping today there were people all over the place in the middle of the day i've okay. heard it's better you yeah. know i haven't i haven't played it i've heard it's better i back in had there. levels of fun back when i first tried it but um, yeah. i may have to hop in again i want to see because I, apparently they've made big strides in the skins department and you know things that people are not happy about so we'll see how they're doing over there uh what else is going on uh oh for a hot minute and i don't know if this has changed yet but for maybe still nvidia this week became the third largest company in the world third largest market cap in the world overtaking google slash alphabet for third place currently in first place apple microsoft and for a minute here nvidia um, now the reason for this is multifaceted. We don't have to get into all that. I just wanted to mention this because I just think it's fascinating. This little startup in the nineties that started making competitive GPU cards around the voodoo days and really buried voodoo as a result. Cause the G4 stuff was just so much better, um, has gone on to do so much more. They make their own chips. They, those chips power huge server farms. Most of the AI world runs on a bunch of NVIDIA crap now, and that's doing nothing but growing. Um, and that's really where they're seeing their biggest growth is like some AI technology. They've been talking about a new on-device, meaning on-your-computer AI large language model that uses your 3080 or 4080 card. Um as a local, instead of like a big server farm doing it, you're just doing it on your own PC. It's interesting, if not, you know, for me, it'd be kind of useless at this point. I don't know what I'd use it for. But anyway, I think it's really interesting. And um, it's crazy to me. Third largest company. And they got all these gaming routes. And they still dominate in that space, with the exception of consoles. Uh, the Switch being the exception that uses a Ryzen chip. But the uh, the PlayStation and the Xbox line all use AMD chips. Uh, and GPUs, and uh, NVIDIA hasn't really cracked that very hard. But I thought for just a hot second this week, if Microsoft had said today, we're pulling out of consoles, NVIDIA would be possibly a company who could just slide in there and say, look at this monster we're going to make. It's called the NVIDIA Shard or something. They've had little boxes like the Shield over the air and stuff like that. Yeah, the Shield's cool. Yeah, the Shield's very cool. And their GeForce Now is popping along. They got that going on. So they have some back-end stuff like that that's doing well. They have the hardware prowess. They have enough money now. They're, they're awash with it. They could they could make a risk like that if that was the case. It's not the case. But if it was, 
I could see NVIDIA filling that <laughs> void. What's the one business they won't get into? Making video games. Yeah, <laughs> games. That's the other thing. <laughs> They'll that's make the all other, the other stuff. They have no studios. They have no, you know, they'd have to that's invest in that. That's why they made so much money. They're not in a losing business like video game development. Oh, shit, dude. That's a funny, that's actually a really good point. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Well, anyway, it was interesting while it lasted. Also, No Man's Sky's got a, bre- a big free update and a free play weekend coming up, so you can play that game for free if you never bought it. For those of us who did, we have an update called, was it Omega? No. Yeah, Omega is no, the update. No, it's called Omega, yeah. Bunch of new stuff, new ships, uh, some kind of hovercraft thing. Yeah, I mean, the craziest part about it is um, it feels like every time we talk about No Man's Sky, we seem to attract a crowd that is still mad at No Man's Sky. Um this oh, crowd really? also shows up with cyberpunk where it's like, I'm never going to forgive them for broken promises. Oh, um, but if yeah. you are slightly more reasonable than those people, <laughs> <laughs> you can test it without having to give them money. Despite the fact that they have regularly supported this game for so long for free. Now, uh, if you really don't want to give them money, but you're curious uh, this weekend, you can play it without having to buy the game. Pretty sure I'm firing this up again because just all the talk around it gets me wanting to play it again. And I've also been hankering for a good survival game that isn't Pal World. And I don't know, this game's great at that. So I don't know, dude. Yeah, I, I'm going to reinstall it. I need to keep it installed. Oh, I have a slight update. Oh, um, right. It's a little it's a little weird to say this because we are vaguely partnered with them. This is not an ad. They are not paying me to say this, mm. but it's, wor- uh, it's worth noting um, I've talked a lot on here about my computer and not being sure <laughs> if I got the right uh, size hard drive. Right. I was I kept telling everybody oh, I've got two one terabyte uh, NVMe hard drives. Yeah. And uh, I Scott was like and then I found out one of them's only 500 gigs. Yeah. And so Scott said, reach out to him, find out. Um, I did. Reached out to Doghouse Systems, said, uh, hey, guys, I need to know what I ordered because I don't remember. It's been so long. And it turns out I was wrong. I was I was I they specifically had sent me a 500 and a one terabyte. And the me that ordered this computer back then was like one terabyte. I'll never fill that up. Um, that was before I discovered before video game companies discovered they could just put out any size video game and it was fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, they decided to hook me up and they're taking care of me and they're sending me a uh, two terabyte NVMe drive to put oh. in my PC. Now you might think so, me piling onto this is actually confirming the idea that this is somehow a stealth ad, but it, this has always been true of these guys since I started working with them back in 2007 and eight. This is, that's when that started. They are so dead. When they say they're like the best customer service and or reach out to us, we'll see what we can do kind of company. I mean it like they will do shit and they will always do right by people, even if there's some mistake. And it's it's half the time. It's not even their fault. And they'll still do all they can. They're amazing. They're so great. I'm I'm hesitant to tell the specifics of these stories because I don't want people to take advantage of them. But I will say I owned a doghouse system long before Core was even a show. Long before they sponsored anything I was associated with. I owned a doghouse system. I had a problem 
that needed urgent addressing while they were manufacturing my first computer they ever made for me. I sent them an email thinking I was going to have to pay a bunch of money to get this problem addressed. They immediately got back to me same day. They addressed the issue all for free. They understood even though it was 100% my fault and not theirs at all. They took ownership of it and got me sorted. That has been my experience with the company all along. Yeah. So, um, I, I again, I know it's weird because it sounds like an advertisement. I'm just telling what happened. Um, they also, in addition to sending me the hard drive, I mentioned to them. I was again, I was look, I wasn't looking for a handout, but uh, the screws that hold the front panel of my computer on the the little um, threads that mm-hmm. they they thread into mm-hmm. the plastic on that has. Was, is breaking on two of the four mm. and so every time i have to take off that front panel the dust i'm like is this the time i have to lose the front panel to my computer and it will never go back on mm. but i didn't know what to search for because every time i look for front panel screws for a computer and threads you don't find anything so i just thought while i was talking to him i was like hey can i find out what this is called with the full intent of ordering it and they said ah you know what we got one uh basically extra parts we're looking to get rid of right now i'll just send you a replacement for the front of the pc yeah that's what they do like it's insane like and the same day and they're shipping it out like again it's weird i always feel weird when it's an ad but not an ad but it's amazing. And yeah. It feels really good to be taken care of like that. Yeah, so, it feels good to um, be associated with those guys. They're awesome. Always have been. Um, and it will run Helldivers 2 really well once I find the cave. And I, I can keep thing. it installed. I don't have to uninstall these awesome games right after we finish uh, <laughs> playing the game and make a gamble on if we're going to play it again, which has almost always been the case that we don't, except the one time I did it where I was like, well, we're not going to play Sea of Thieves again. Yeah. And immediately and next we did. week, what if we did more Sea of Thieves? Shit. Shit. I gotta download that whole game again. Yeah, you gotta keep that thing on there. Uh, all right. What else? Uh, oh, the FCC has made it illegal to use UA, uh, AI voice generation on robocalls. Great. That's great. I don't answer I my phone, so whatever. Yeah. I don't answer it. Just thought it. I just thought it was a little interesting. It's, it's no, not, I, I don't think, think there's much to say about it, except like that's a direction things are going in currently for that kind of stuff this is what we need more of we need more like hey there's going to be penalties if you do this instead of like there's going to be an angry twitter message in your dms if you do this like we just need more stuff like this please well plus there's already there's already um uh like the way that spam works either phone or email or anything it's all a numbers game and it's very inexpensive. That's why it works because it's very inexpensive to just launch a million robocalls and only two suckers get it. It's, it was worth it because it was very low cost. This just makes it even lower cost. If you're just going to fake all the voices and not have to have anyone do anything, you just make your computer do it. And now you're doing way more robocalls. Like that's where I want to see regulation like this. That makes sense to me where I don't want it is I don't want, what I don't want is Congress to get stupid because they already are stupid about technology. They don't understand it, most of them. So I, I hope they don't go nuts and just start going, you can't use AI in a halo guy who dodges your bullets. Well, no, I want it there. Like there are places I want innovation in AI. I just don't want robocalls to increase. So do it there, not over here. It's as simple as that. I've made a stand. I'd like to see more strict guidelines on using uh, AI creative voice over phones specifically for any purpose. Like 
you know, I, I think there is a genuine fear. They're, they already do it as a common scam. I've had to work it out with my parents where it's like, hey, if you ever get a call saying we need money from your son, your grandson, whatever, like ask for a password. Yeah. Um, we've worked it out because my uh, my grandma in California nearly fell for it. Um, she was prepping the money to send because they got a hold of her. They found out. Um, they supposedly they found out my name, but I think she might have just gotten. I think she might have supplied it. You know, mm. like your yeah, grandson needs it. help, and then she said the name, and they said the name. But uh, she was getting ready to send money to some scammer, saying that I needed help getting bailed out of jail for something. And while she was prepping the money to be sent. She called my dad to find out what I did and why I was in jail. And he's like, John's not in jail. What are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, well, I'm sending him money. I got to get him out of there. <laughs> and he's like, no, stop. Send, what are yeah. you doing? Yeah, it's really... and, But imagine how much more effective those scams become if somebody can record your voice or a voice you might trust or, yeah. you know. They're doing you, it now. You get a call from someone who sounds like the celebrity saying you won something. So in general, I feel like this is an area that needs some protection, you know, Total, totally agree. And it's happening so too. fast. They got to get out in front of it now, like yeah. get going. Cause it's already happening. Here's the other thing. Um, I called my bank and I told them that I need a rule on my account. And the rule is I can only come, you can only do anything with my, my money and savings or in checking or anything. You can only do something with it. If I am there in person to tell you to do it. It can't be phone calls. And they're getting this. They said they're getting this a lot lately where people are calling in and putting this kind of a rule in their file. So now that's official at my bank. If I'm not physically there, they, they're not allowed to do any of that stuff. And they're close, so it's not hard for me to go down there and do it. I would much rather have that rule in place and be a little inconvenienced than have anybody call my bank with my voice, which is very easy to duplicate. I, did, I duplicated my own voice, and it is freaky how close it is. Um, and I don't, I don't, I want to hedge that bet. So I did that. Uh, all right. Nicely done, everyone. We've covered the news and here's what's important now is that we let our people at home have a voice and how do they do it? Well, here's how. That's a good question. They send us emails, they send us texts and they send us voicemails. I'm going to read a text today and play a voicemail. The text came from Nick, not my son, somebody else's son, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, probably. He called Odds the, are high. He called the 10 hams line, 801-471-0462 is that number. You're welcome to use that to leave us text, uh, voicemails, whatever you want. In your discussion about Pal World in the latest episode, I didn't hear Bo or John try to sell Scott on Pal World by talking about the automation element. When I heard about that, my first thought was, oh man, I can't wait to hear how excited A, uh, or a it gets about this part of the game. I'm not sure. I think you mean Scott would get about this part of the game. Hopefully by the next episode, his tune has changed on playing it despite the controversy because it seems like something he would really enjoy, says Nick. How much automation is in there? I mean, are we talking like factorial levels? Well, I didn't or? get to it, so that's Full. why I didn't mention it. I never got to see that because mm. I haven't put enough time into um, it. I haven't done, I haven't got the conveyor belts yet, so I'm not sure what that means, but but yes, the the PALs are will work on at all the stations in your camp. So you don't have to do much. Interesting. But it's, I, it's not like, fa I don't think it's like Factorio. I don't know if you can program production chains, but you get 
you get like each of the poke or pals. Yeah, have different <laughs> skills that they have different skills like one might be good at handiwork so stations that need handiwork when there's handiwork to be done they'll go do it right um if st- something needs enkindling like fire animals yeah um they'll you know cook on your forge or cook your food that you leave queued up so yeah there's a lot of automation uh, which is very different from games like that most of the time you have to make your own stuff in uh, valheim and Right. And shrouded and things like that. It's a neat part of it. It's definitely a, a thing. I, I just don't think, knowing how you felt about it, I just didn't think it was going to push you over the edge. It's not. No. I still we're can't not really. playing uh, yeah. Dyson or Factory or anything. I don't like even that. feel that motivated right now to play it still. And it's not because of, it's not about there are Pokemon looking Pokemon in it. That, people have got that. I, I've, there's some people who misunderstand my apprehension about the game. It's, not, it's nothing to do with any of that. It's the constant freaking hype and talk about it that I, that I hate. So it's like, let that simmer for a while. And it already is. Things have died down. People aren't talking about it constantly. Now it's all Helldivers 2. But that's all been positive talk, so I'm kind of I'm into that. But Also, I've been itching yeah. to get a better shooter under my skin, so it's kind of working on a few levels. But but I was it was the PAL world hype bubble that I was not enjoying. And who knows? Maybe I'll you know, get around I to I mean, it. I think like um, there's a lot of – I think it's just – you could also just say like there's a lot of games and you can't play them all and yeah. you know i've just been thinking about this like just because we do this i try to make sure i have stuff to do for the week i've been streaming you can't keep up with all of it we're not like an ig and a game spot that have a staff of people that can keep up like you just you cannot my interest in video games i think is deeper than most but i can't be interested in all the video games it, i just my brain refuses to. <laughs> it yeah. wants to like like one or two things at a time, and yeah. and the rest can go, you know, enjoy themselves. Like, what, well, you know, what's nice is we have such a we have a good, you know, uh, differences of interests here. We we have a lot of stuff we like jointly. We but cover a lot of ground. Yeah, 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 the best as we can. So you know, if you want to hear about how it's going with this co-op shooter, Bo's your guy. If you want to hear about some cool indie game, I'm your guy. If you want to hear about Doki Doki Anime Big Eye Club or whatever, then John's your guy. I'm I'm totally <laughs> just kidding. I'm totally kidding, John. You got that game, though. I did. No. It's free on Epic, so I grabbed it. <laughs> I mean, like, I was it, I was like, it, you know what? I'll play that, John. I don't know when I'm going to play it, but, I, but after all that talk you did, I get, at some point I got to try to it. To be fair, I have always told you you will not like the game. That's true. You have, but that that also doesn't mean you shouldn't play the game. Exactly, and I want to know what the deal is. That's all, because I know there's a I'm deal. Just, yes, I'm both. just saying it's it's hard to give games their proper due and love as well. Because it's one thing to boot up the game and play it for a couple hours, you know. Yeah, it's another thing to give it the full, you know, fifty sixty. I like this game. Your undivided attention, that yeah. kind of thing. Sure. There's a big difference. And I think a lot of the internet is a lot of people making comments about games they haven't even played. Like, and I don't really want to join that chorus of people. So, no. you know, it's it's difficult, right? We always disclaimer: we only played a little bit of it, so take it with a grain of salt. Like, we never don't disclaimer that, right? Um, and, but and I think, like, realistically speaking. Yeah, you just can't keep up with all of it. So yeah, and know, I don't want to. I, I don't want it to sound like I have because I've because I haven't played hardly any Power World. I don't have any judgment toward the game at all. I just, I just it was really obnoxious what was going around on the discourse. That but was the bugging game itself. Me. Like it's Games- it's an easy one to miss. Like you you know your mileage may vary. I definitely a sucker for like 
if there's a hype bubble around a game, I'm like, I want to see what's going on in the tent. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I have the reverse sort of effect, I think, from you guys. We're like, man, what's everyone talking about? I got to play it. Yeah. Um, I think but, with Scott, it's discourse specifically. Because, yeah. like, he, I've seen enough, Scott yeah. get into hyped games, but it's as soon as, I mean, it doesn't, uh, Scott gets more messages and probably much weirder messages than I tend to get. Like, I can tell because I've seen his Twitter account sometimes, and it's like, he'll be like, hey guys, what's up? And then you read the first reply, and it's somebody being like, F you, you said this. It's like, where'd this guy come from? Yeah. Like, and, and I feel like when you start to attract that kind of attention where you're getting just like random messages out of nowhere, like all of a sudden people start looking at what you're playing as a message. And like, you can even hear it in what Scott's saying by not playing it, which yeah. is like, guys, don't read into it as this. Don't read into it as this. And I think when there's discourse around the game, I think Scott has a tendency, probably rightfully so, because I think if I was in his shoes, I'd be the same way. I think I told this story like Hogwarts Legacy when it came out had a ton of controversy around it. That's why I didn't um, play it then. I, same thing. I bought it because I, I actually read the Harry Potter books. I was like, this might be interesting. Same. I bought the game before I played it. And I don't want to make this person feel bad because I think they did it innocently. But before I even played it, I got a direct message on Steam saying, hey, awesome, good job buying that game or, you know, something like that. Excited to see that you're playing it. Mm. And I'd never gotten a message like that on something I had purchased before where somebody was watching my account to see if I bought it. I mean, not not watching me specifically, because if you're friends on Steam, it will show that your friend got the game. Sure. But all of a sudden it just felt icky. It felt like. To me, I was just doing my own personal thing. I wasn't trying to make a statement about anything one way or another. I was just going to try a new video game because I do a show about video games. Yeah. But as soon as I got that message that was like, hey, good job. Welcome to the club. I was like, I, I don't want to deal with this right now. Like most games I buy on Steam, it's probably going to sit and collect dust for six <laughs> months anyway. So I will refund it. Mm. I will go back and buy it when it's on super sale because I probably won't play it for you know months anyway. It turns out a lot longer. Um, and I'll just, I'll just leave it because this is too yeah. weird for me. And yeah. I have a feeling that you're kind of in the same boat where it's like, yeah. I don't want to be a part of the discourse. I just want to play a video game. Yep. I just want to put another arcade machine in my arcade and have another thing I can play and it'd be cool. And I don't want it to mean anything above or beyond that. Yeah. And if I have a problem with something that I don't want to play for some uh, other you know, reason that's a moral reason or political reason or whatever, keep that shit to myself. Like, I don't, I don't want to be in that. I'm done with, let me tell you what I'm done with. I am so done with culture wars. I can't even tell you how done yeah. I am. And so here's, this is, this happened this week. It's funny that we're bringing this up Monday, starting Monday, I decided no more public hose, social media. What I mean by that is no follower feed and no for you page on Twitter, on anything really with one exception. And that is I like YouTube shorts cause it gives me science shit. None of it's controversial. I'm, I'm the algorithm likes me over there. Yeah. Um, and so I, I wanted to make a real stand at that because I, I do this. I'll get up in the morning sometimes, getting ready, showered, whatever, grab my phone. All right, what's going on in the world? And I'll go look at these public hose feeds. And they always make me feel like crap every time I do it. And yeah, it's intermingled with stuff I like. It's, oh, my friend's played this and he thinks that's cool. My other friend saw a TV show I'm interested in. Like that stuff's still there. But for those things to thrive and survive, they need to feed me garbage that I react to 
either angrily or emotionally or whatever. It's part of the business model, and I am no longer willing to be a cog in that in that machine. So I stopped, and I wanted to see what would happen. So here we are Thursday. I've yet to look at a public feed all week. I go in there still and post. It's not that I'm not posting. I post all kinds of dumb shit uh, like usual. I reply to people who are replying to me. I read those. I read my replies, and I check DMs. I'm just not looking at the public algorithmic freaking nightmare feed or even the one that just follows who I follow. Good. Yeah, good. And you know what? This whole week has been so much better for me mm-hmm. mentally, <laughs> yep. like energy wise. Um, you can probably hear it in my voice tonight. I'm hyped up. I'm like feeling great. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. Maybe it's a temporary thing. I'm not ascribing this to anyone else. You all do whatever the hell you want to do. I'm just saying that after four days of this, it's a tangible difference for me. In no, my it is it is one hundred percent a thing because I will go out and you know do whatever. Open my phone. Open up. We used to. I don't do this anymore. You open up Twitter. You go to the trending tab. You read a few tweets, and all of a sudden you're having a thirty minute, sixty minute conversation with yourself. Like you're just kind of like <laughs> yeah, you're batting it around in your head. And you're like, well, if someone <laughs> asked me, I think I'd say this, and you know, you're just imagining scenarios where you're getting asked. And I'm like, this has all happened because I saw some idiot post some dumb perspective that was obviously stupid but like i don't know him i'm not responsible for her for their education you know it's it's got it's just all it is in my life is some text and some context that just upset me and Mm -hmm. it's like that every day and when it's a trending topic you got like a hundred of them and it starts to feel like oh look how many this must be a big deal your brain is queuing in mm. on this so much of this this must be tangible and or substantial it's not just it's twitter not. it's it's the it's the trending tab on youtube as well and what hits the zeitgeist there too cuz i do watch a lot of youtube i have to like deliberate and think like do i really want to watch this is this going to send me down a tangent of me arguing myself for a couple hours and nobody cares it does nothing for my life you know it's like you know, it, it's not like it's rotting your brain. I don't want to sound like, oh, that, that Twitter, that YouTube is going to rot your brain. But it, it literally dictates the course of your mental energy in a day. And yeah. yeah. you should direct it in directions that are more positive. You should just play video games. Yeah, play video honest. games like, and then really dive into the community <laughs> has been the alternative here. So I'll get on Discord and really talk to you guys and really have back and forth with people who I care about, whose opinions I want to hear. Like yeah. that's where I'm spending my time in these four days. And it's been massively better for me in ways that's just hard to even describe. So I, I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to tell everybody, anybody out there what they should or shouldn't do. I am just telling you, maybe try that and then see how you feel because it made a huge difference for me. And it turned, Oh, and here's the other thing I noticed today. Uh, something got updated, Twitter X, whatever got updated and so it launched new. So I'm not on my where I normally am in replies. So the, it defaulted to the public feed. And right. I looked at it and it looked like a wall of nothing to my brain. It was like yeah. normally I key in and go, what, 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 what? You know, I start just seeing this stuff. Instead, it just looked like nonsense. And it was so easy to go, well, I'm not looking at that. And I went over here yeah. and did this. And and the, and there's like blood, you know, uh, red-blooded humans to, that I talk to because they reply about interesting things. And it's not a big fight. It's not a culture war. It's just a conversation. That is edifying. This other shit is not. And it's hard for me. This has been hard for me for a long time. This has been a problem for me. 
and I and I feel like if I can keep this up, I feel pretty good about where I'm going. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's why I'm really appreciative that your the Frog Pants Discord and is in a good place. Yeah, that's great. I, when I go to have those impulses, I just open up Discord instead and Yeah. You know. There's some there's some mild disagreements we've had in, in the core chat, but everyone's pretty civil and it's nice. And yeah, it's and it's the thing we have kind of a pud repellent going on in there, and this has always been true of the community. If you come into our Discord and you're just an a hole by nature, and there are some Discords where you will thrive, but you will immediately look like you'll look like red paint on you. Mm-hmm. Everyone will know exactly what's going on, and you will not last more than that day. Like it's just the way it'll be. I want to cultivate more of that. Uh, you know, you can you can come at me all day saying. That's just you saying you don't want alternate opinions. F off. Sit on this Nobody finger. Nobody in our Discord agrees with us. Yeah, who I've gives never a shit? seen <laughs> like for a bunch of people that decided to unify around our show. I've never seen a bigger group of people that disagrees with us on every single topic. They do a lot. Discord. They definitely are not there because they think everything we say. No, is No, but at least there there's a <laughs> civility and a back and forth and a not. No one's trolling or being dicks, and we know when you mm-hmm. are. We just yeah. see it, and then we moderate you the the f out of there. The point is. That's where I want to, I really want to cultivate that more and just spend more of my energy there. And it's working out great. If you haven't joined us there, you should. It's a fantastic community and it involves all kinds of frog pants stuff. The core zone though is the popping one, man. That place is just always firing off. There's always something going on. Um, But like Omega 9 says in the chat, he says, okay, okay, but don't stop posting your art to threads. No, that's my point. I will still use all of these things to promote, to post. If I draw something, it's going up. I'm just not then after I'm done going, all right, let's go over to this feed and read about shit. I'm not doing that anymore. I think the the, the problem, I don't know if you have this problem. The, the thing when I think about, like, you know, posting and ghosting um, is kind of the practice. Right. Is that it also sort of, I mean, people prey on this, what I'm about to say is just like, it feels like, well, I should be contributing. You know, because you're just like, oh, I'm just going to put my shit on there and then go away and you all can enjoy it. <laughs> it's like, and I'm not going to be a part of it. Right. Is kind of, I think how you get sucked into it. But at the same time, what I'm trying to say, it's like the same way that Xbox, you know, ruins podcasting is that, you know, <laughs> that, that it's everyone, everyone is on, you know, everyone has an account. Everyone's, po- every corporation's posting their shit. Look at me, look at me. And I don't want to be that when it comes to my stuff, you know, like I want, like it feels proper to be an authentic human being and go, here's my stuff, and now I'm going to interact with people and be a real human being about right. these things, even though Wendy's does it too. So like, yeah. what does that even mean? But like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, there's, yeah. you know, it's like it's hard to sort. Of, it's the healthy thing, unfortunately. Well, I wasn't I, kidding that, when I said my Twitter feed on Valentine's Day was like, and some of it was real people retweeting like stuff and like i don't want to take away from that and certainly there are people that are excited about projects they're in and stuff like that but there was a moment where i was scrolling through twitter and i was just like it was nothing but those like video game character valentines like here's a yakuza one here's a sonic the hedgehog one here's a Baldur's gate one here's this one and like some of them are funny and entertaining and good but I, I just I had that realization, too, where I was flipping through it and I went, there is no content here. It is just people posting Valentine's, which granted is the purpose of the day. Sure. But I'm not getting anything out of this. And it made me keenly aware of like, I don't think I'm having 
don't think I'm getting out of this what I used to get out of this, which was interaction. Like it's not all about that. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, which is fun. why I don't. I both totally right about the post and ghost, but I. That's the goal here. Well, what I would really like to do is unfollow everybody. I just said this in the chat, but unfollow everyone I follow and then refollow the people again. Because now you've got stuff from 07 when I joined. You've got people in there who have gone completely off the wagon and are just total psychos on there now. So I can unfollow them individually as I hear them say things. But I really need a clean start. <laughs> and then just go back that in and be selective. used to be a viable tactic until algorithms. Right, exactly. But the algorithmic stuff is what's really messing with us. It's changed the way we think about people we don't know. Like, I hate it. So I'm yeah, not no, doing that shit. The search for you algorithms. I mean, for you is the worst thing to happen to, uh, you know, computer programming and computers in the last 20 years. Yeah. Like it and really then, is awful. And for people like, who say, it's kind of like John was talking about being susceptible to predatory practices in, in games and extra, you know, skins and all that. It's kind of like that. And I and I hate when people say, well, we're the problem then. We're the ones using the service. We're the ones that are getting sucked in by all this. Yeah, no. Th- yes, that's the point, is that we are susceptible at varying degrees, varying different people, but at varying degrees, we are all susceptible to being, uh, you know, we're going to freak out if we hear this or see this or certain things are going to, uh, quote unquote, trigger us or whatever. That's where I think this is predatory because these companies effing know that. Meta knows it. X knows it. They all know it. And they know that by feeding you more of the stuff that sets you off or keeps you on that staring at that thing, that's how they keep you on there. And that's not healthy. That's not for your interests, best interest at all. In fact, it's just more proof that and you don't pay for a thing. You think, well, this is great because it's free. You are the you are the product, and they're going to treat you like that. Uh, and this isn't that. That's actually someone said X Files. It's actually not X Files. Not at there's all, a, dude. There's a documentary. Like there's a several, but there's one. There was that ethics guy from Google who's gone around and you know uh, said a lot about it. There's also another dude with dreads who's been on a lot who who's been talking about this a lot as well. So it's it's very much not x-files it's actually like massively disrespectful to other human beings if you really boil it down to like like we all know like cynically um their businesses they're doing what they can to make money you know because they're not really your friends when they're providing you customer service let's say right but there's still a level of people being treated with respect mm-hmm. and it is like the opposite these these things are actually massively disrespectful to you and your time because it's all not what you want and it's more presumptive because it's based on like everyone anyone being boiled down to a statistic is usually feels like i'm being disrespected it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how accurate it is that's just not how you treat people right that's exactly right they're just it's every part of it is reductive it reduces people to stereotypes it reduces people to faceless emotionalist people it it it, yeah. it it's, it's it's very false... cynical and it's yeah. very cynical and um it. medical or whatever you want to call it like it's just it's actually just not treating people like people at all and it's funny that they don't see that and it's funny that that hasn't damaged their companies up to this point i just think there's too many normies who don't understand what's going on under the hood yeah, I mean, this to, is to actually call it out right? as like yeah. just massive disrespect, like the like the worst customer, like do the opposite of the best customers, so whatever you call the best customer service, like whatever the opposite of that is, 
That's what all these tech companies are doing. Yeah. It's terrible. It's gross. I mean, they're gonna do yeah. they're gonna do what works best. I mean, going back to the to the you know the predatory store practices, I know what I'm susceptible to. Like I do, and I avoid those games because I know it's a problem. I had to uninstall a stupid Spider-Man Endless Runner game from my phone because I kept spending money on it. So I was like, well, I gotta have the symbiote costume. Uh, th- this is very important to me. Yeah. Like, I just... It, I know that that is predatory. I had to get it out of my life. They know it's predatory. That's why they're doing it. And you can say, oh, well, they would win you back if they just, you know, gave it to you and they were nice about it. But that doesn't that isn't what works. They're going to do what works at the end of the day. And they're going to continue to monetize engagement, which is usually going to be anger and frustration and getting upset because that makes more money and more engagement than just being like hey guys come hang out and chat yeah the minute we learned that negativity made more money than positivity is the day that the internet kind of took a shit so i think i think the thing what gets me like down and always being with you guys is the opposite is just like you know we're humble little people trying to you know make something cool in this atmosphere surrounded by like just trash low effort trash that's just trying to game the system because that's what you're supposed to do and that kind of stuff like gets me down sometimes yeah bums me out it bums me out because i know you know people have said if you guys go more negative you could you could really grow the brand i'm like i don't want to i mean it's it's that i mean that's why i said what i said about the react sphere too it's just like the whole game is who wants to be a millionaire and the whole game is just to you know what any available tactic is legit and i'm like i didn't get into this to become a millionaire i it's like i get in this because it's fun to hang out with cool people and if you guys can help me out uh, with them not having to work so i can spend more time doing it it's great but like i don't need that and that was the whole internet thing it wasn't like it wasn't meant to be tv like i, I prime has ads now on it i just watched a tv show and i'm paying for it but there's ads and i'm like we're just back we're just back we're back to tv yeah, it's but all TV. you gotta do kid. is pay another two ninety nine, and you won't have to right. ads anymore. But in a few ads. more years, it'll be more ads. Like it's like ten ads for free, five ads for this tier, two ads for this tier, like whatever. You know, I'm like, it, it's just TV. It's just back to TV, and and those people are crowding our spaces. Like these idea behind YouTube, it's broadcast yourself. That's why I always like to see people with low production quality videos, and not like. TV no. <laughs> people who just do TV on YouTube and I'm like and Amazon right, Amazon man. is the fourth largest company in the in the world behind yeah. well sorry fourth or fifth they jump back and forth with Google but they they are right up there I promise you there's no reality that exists in anywhere in this universe where they had to do this ad thing and and make people pay another 3 bucks to get rid of it again there's nothing that says they ever needed to do that except for this little micro dig into people just to get a little bit more out of people. Just squeeze them a little bit more. Yeah. Shareholder shit. game. It's shit. It's a shareholder game. Gotta boil that shares. lobster. You gotta, oh, you gotta ease the temperature up. Freaking annoying. Uh, make sure that the green line continues a, to go. Bit up. of a tangent. We did, Anyways, but thank you. You, you know what? Up. Thanks, Pal World, once again for starting a big <laughs> conversation. About Thanks, Nick. Life. Yeah, good I hope job. Well, I hope that answered Nick's question about why didn't you tell Scott about <laughs> automation and Pal World. 
<laughs> I feel like I did mention it too, by the you way. You did, you fun. did. <laughs> you did actually mention it. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today's show. Now, look, uh, we mentioned earlier about how we're not greedy. We really aren't, but we do need your help to keep the show alive. It's how we pay the bills. And uh, we do that by having you head over to patreon.com slash course show. Uh, here are just some of our great patrons. We just got Dan on board. We also have somebody named Peter Walker. Druid Breeze. That's a cool name. <laughs> I like that name. I like that name a lot. Um, anyway, you guys are awesome. And you know why you like it so much? Because you never get commercials. You get pre-show, post-show content. Cool monthly benefits. You can read all about these over at the website, uh, patreon.com slash core show. And a huge thanks to our uh, existing patrons who have helped us out so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, that's considered a tier where they still get commercials. Mm -hmm. They pay us, but they still get commercials, but then maybe another tier where they pay us and they don't get. Yeah. Or we'll just introduce it later and say, Oh, sorry, we got limited commercials, but we, but for another $3, See There's gotta si- be people that are like John put a doghouse <laughs> commercial in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, somebody somewhere is gonna get cynical about that, but they shouldn't. That was just John genuinely be thankful. I for paid it. for no ads, and John wouldn't shut up about his stupid computer. Listen, yeah. it takes a little more grease than a SSD to pay. I know. I rent. want them to send me a so, whole so computer. If you, th- if you think <laughs> an SSD qualifies as like shilling, <laughs> yeah, then I want to move to where you live in the world because it sounds like life is cheap there. Yeah, you know, like, I, want, I want a whole new PC. Then this laptop can be cycled out. We yep. can uh, we can get a stew going. That's right. Oh, and those asking for mashups uh, uh, off week. We're not doing one this week, but we will have yeah, some. It's my soon. turn, and I don't say as much funny stuff. Jamie's got to look. That That's is right. not true. For the record, that. <laughs> Is not true. That is not true, true at all. You are, you are a stealth character. You say plenty of funny things, yeah. but we often don't hear them. But listeners do. Some of the funniest <laughs> things. And, some and, of the funniest know, things ever said here come out of John's yes. mouth. And you you say them. You don't say them with like crazy like <laughs> or Scott's like energy. You just go like uh, idiot and like it's funny <laughs> as hell. But we didn't hear it. It's very simple and you know yes, it's not as bombastic, but. It is indeed very funny. Yeah, so, so it's coming. It's you coming. You say just as much funny shit as anyone else. Yeah, so don't worry, sure. though. It will be here, and uh, we can't wait for it. Uh, that'll do it for us. Otherwise, hey, look, go to frogpants.com slash core for everything else. You can contact us there. You can find the podcast there, all the extra stuff we do, uh, connections to all our social crap, all that stuff. So go find it today at frogpants.com slash core. We now hand the mic over to Grandma, who catches Yay. us up on who played what this week. Grandma, take it away. And on the off chance you forgot what games the boys talked about because you got lost in a fog of social media talk, I'll tell you what they played. They played Deep Rock Galactic Survivor. It's like Deep Rock Galactic, but top-down, and there's experience orbs. Scott played Unreal Tournament 99, Unreal Tournament 2004, and Unreal 3. Because, of course, he did. Why wouldn't he have done that? He also played more Warhammer 40k Darktide, the Mobius machine. That game's not out. But apparently nobody told him there were two other hosts on the show. (laughs) He also played Black Skylands. John played Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Beat it, as a matter of fact. And he also finished Boxes. Yeah. The best game sends doors for solving puzzles. Hey, Gram- Grandma, your cat likes boxes, too. Yeah. 
Bo played Helldivers too. He talked about it for a real long time, so nobody accuse him of uh, not liking democracy. Yeah. And then he played WoW Season of Discovery, which I don't remember him talking about, but it's on the list. So yeah. I well, read Scott it moved anyway. on, so we didn't talk about any Phase 2, but there'll be another week. Oh, it. right. Yeah, to I totally that. forgot. Yeah, and they talked about some weird thing with that that I wanted to hear about. There's a sleeping bag in it. It's the hot thing, man. You can get a sleeping bag, and everyone sleeps in it. You get experience bonus. It's great. Wow. All right. Well, we'll tell you about it more next week. It's fine. We're not even doing Nomergon yet, so it's cool. Yeah. Hang on to your butts, everybody. Um, well, awesome. Thanks, Grandma, and thanks Thanks, everybody, for listening. I would like you all to go play some rad games between now and the next time we speak. We record live on Thursday nights at 4 p.m. Mountain Time, at least until the time shifts back over. So come watch it live with us at frogpants.tv. That'll do it for us, for all of us, to all of you. Have a good week, and we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. Space! Hey, core crew, calling from Seattle, calling in with uh, what can only be described as yet another useless uh, opinion, points, or expository note on questions and asking them. I think what is important to come at with this is that you can ask a question, but you can also ask a personal question or ask an offensive question or a rude question or a vague question. So oftentimes, if I'm first meeting someone, I don't know, date like material or maybe even, you know, business, you might ask, oh, can I ask you a personal question or can I ask you a strange question or can I ask you a non-work related question or anything like that? So, you know, you can describe the kind of question, the flavor, the quality of it by uh, putting it in the ask. So. It's not just that you're asking a question. It's what kind of question are you asking? So, anyways, just some useless two-cent thoughts for the show. Cheers. Hey, all. Heretic here calling for the core show. And, uh, now, I, I don't condone skipping of any portion of your wonderful show, even if it's, a, I don't know, an 18-minute diatribe about the wonders of virtual reality that three people care about. Uh, put that aside. What I was thinking about was during your last show, you had this long section where you said, "Hey, spoilers! If you want to, if you care about this game, skip it." The problem with that is, you don't know when it stops. Like you skip ahead, and this happened to me with the Baldur's Gate three spoilers, and all of a sudden you're in the middle of the spoiler still. What I was thinking is maybe there's a way you can put some kind of light music on it, so we know as we're skipping when we get to the end of the spoiler. Just a thought. Thanks for the show. Love it. Keep it up. Hi, this is uh, Logan, a.k.a. Zaxel, the teacher, uh, calling for uh, Core. Uh, episode 400 at the end, both talking again about the, the word ask, and he's really upset about it. And uh, while people eventually did figure out that you ask her favors um, as well, uh, asking is anything to do with a request of any kind, right? I'm asking for dinner. I'm asking for your shoes. I'm asking if I can leave. Uh, I'm asking... Uh, what the capital of uh, Kuwait is. There's all kinds of things. It's, I'm, I want something from you. I want you to give it to me. We use questions a lot because we live in a world of questions and answers. Um, and so that's the thing we think of most. But you have to remember the other things you might ask of someone, many things you might ask of someone. I might ask you to protect your country or lay down your life in the military for it. 
well, that's not really a question unless you're asking, will you do so, right? <clears throat> but ultimately, it's requiring something from somebody. Anyway, uh, I wanted to share that. And then um, the also dumb people comment about Disney. Um, I do think that to a degree, they're bringing in the, the the people who have had neurodivergence, but I think it's because back then it wasn't really identified as much. And a lot of the business, depends what movie you're talking about in Disney's made movies for 100 years, you know. So, but uh, speaking of people who don't know a lot of things and might ask those questions where you go like, what's going on here? They exist inside the show to make you feel smart. As the child, you don't feel like you don't know what's going on. That character doesn't know what's going on. They can explain it to that character as easy exposition. But also, people who don't know things don't ask questions. Uh, as a teacher, I find that the kids that don't know the answer stay really quiet. They look away. They don't want to engage. Why? Because they don't know the answer. They're not going to ask the question because they get embarrassed. I have people who don't know the answers for 100 years now. So anyone who doesn't know the answer doesn't ask the questions now. They just stay quiet, unfortunately. Because we've stigmatized people who don't know things, it forces people to continue to not know things. As a teacher, it's very frustrating because you really wish that everyone in the room would just feel comfortable and you could actually just find out what people don't know so you can make them know the thing. But everyone's so afraid that people will find out that they don't know things that we hide it. And so that's why we are where we are, in my opinion, anyway. Hey, this message is for CORE. This is Brandon from Utah. Just wanted to touch base regarding story-driven and uh, fun and heavy narrative video games. Uh, I remember Bo mentioning that he bounced off of Pathfinder really quickly because it had too much upfront uh, story, and I believe he, he said something along the lines of, like, shut up and let me play the damn game. Um, I'm curious now. I, I've been hearing Bo recommending Yakuza, but he also mentioned that Yakuza has, like, 10 hours of just not a lot of gameplay and upfront story stuff. Um, tried giving it a shot, and I just I, I couldn't get through it. I just had to sit there and skipping so much dialogue. So I'm curious as to what everybody's thoughts are when it comes to these super exposition and or narrative heavy upfront games. And you know, are you able to stick with it, or what is the magic sauce that lets you say, no, this is worth it. I'm going to stick through this game versus another game where you just say, I can't, I don't have the patience for this. So here's to hear your thoughts. Thanks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.